Friendship, for example, is a real gift. It's an insane world. But in it, there is one sanity. The loyalty of old friends. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Alone, bad friend, good. Bubba was my best good friend. I had to make sure that he was okay. Friendship and family. These are things that matter. We just become best friends. Yep. Touch my friends again and I'll buy you. Thanks, Mike. You're my best friend here. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. That's what friends are for, right? Friends? Friends. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. You've been saying that since the fifth grade. Welcome to the I Am Your Friend podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Licker, and uh, we're still sponsored by nobody right now, but it's coming. We're very close. Uh, our guest today is our friend Dave. Do you like Dave or David? Either is fine. You know, some people can only call me Dave, and some people can only call me David. Yes. Yeah, I feel like David is very adult, yeah, but I've known you as Dave. Right. Yeah. Since I was like, I mean, probably like four or five years old. I've always known you as Dave, yeah. But I feel like a very distinguished version of you is David. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some people... How do you introduce yourself to people if you meet new people now? I introduce myself as David. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say that you prefer David. Yeah, because when I say Dave, I think like my, my that's my father. Right. My uh, there, oh, there, there yeah. it is. The classic line. Well, yeah. Dave is my father. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, our guest today is our friend David. Uh, as mentioned, David and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, we grew up in South Buffalo and went to South Buffalo Catholic School, mm-hmm. um, which was the worst. Drama. Yeah. I only went there for three years. I was only there from second grade to fifth grade oh, before yeah. I went to public school. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. But then we both West, went to the same right? public school. Yeah. I okay. Went to high yeah. School. yeah. Which you were a few years older than me, but we were both there. Yeah. Um, which was better. It was an improvement above Catholic school, but it's still... No, I, I loved West. Oh, did actually. you really? Yeah. Good. I, I, you know what's funny is like, I feel like there's this notion of like people not like if you're cool now, <clears throat> it's like expected that like you're supposed to hate high school. And I'm like, I didn't like hate high. It was fine. No, I actually loved high school. I mean, I did quite well for myself and I was very involved and teachers were great. And like yeah. I, my grade specifically, well, mine and Liam's like there wasn't a whole ton of drama same and like even the teachers pointed that out in high school they're like you know what this is weird but we like almost all of you yeah even the ones who were like troublemakers they're like we still like them i think there was a weird era of people that existed yeah that were in high school between like i don't know when did you start high school 2005 2006 yeah so i would say somewhere between like yeah because even like my brother danny maybe a little bit after him because he graduated in 2006, so, uh, yeah. but somewhere in there, in that, and to when I, you know, maybe a few classes after I graduated, I feel like that that era of people were just a non-dramatic folk. It was it was a decent group of people. Yeah, or yeah. maybe just in our time. I mean, West. Seneca, what I think is always interesting about West Seneca, and I'm always like hyping West Seneca up. Like it's there's nothing amazing about it, but there's nothing terrible about it either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a decent place. It is a very decent. decent place, which is a good thing to have. You know? Yeah. It's like I don't know. People like are up in arms because of the not up in arms, but like people criticize that. You know that West Seneca Police Twitter account? Have you seen that? Yeah. Right, and it's like two younger guys that are just like making memes, and it's funny. And but you have people that are like a cab about it and like shit on it, which like I 
generally side with those people, but it's just like, dude, like West Seneca, like you can't hate West Seneca cops. There's nothing happening here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I also will say that I did go to a budget hearing to oppose the increase in the police budget. Sure. I agree with that. What do we need it for? Nothing happens yeah, here. They like, that's because they actually cut peer counseling. Oh, I, rem- I was there. I was at that hearing. Yeah. Actually, which, I um, forgot that. I didn't know that's why they cut it. Well, it's not why, but it was, it informed the politics or the decision or the resistance about it. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? The town doesn't have enough money to support these two teachers. Right. To help kids learn anti-bullying, uh, drug and alcohol information and education, you know, and like life skills. They're like, you know what? We don't have a place for life skills, but we can increase our police budget by $1.8 million. Or no. Is that it was like what? eight. It was something insane. It was yeah. like there's an eight in it, and I know it was million. I don't know if it right. was eight million, but it was something insane. Yeah, where like the budget just went way up, like millions, and then we were like, "Um, what for?" Yeah, and they were. I like, was at that hearing. I remember, I was a freshman, but I was because yeah. I had joined peer counseling, and uh, it was a good time. It was I a liked great. It. it was a great time, and it yeah. was a great program, and it was necessary. And then they called it a duplication of services. And uh, because of what? What's the duplication? So they thought that police and Dare uh, did the same thing. Oh right. And we were like, actually, we, we have, have research data have research that shows the opposite. That says yeah. the opposite. So what now? And they were like, well, what now is we made the decision. You have to deal with it. Yeah. So that was really interesting. It was that was a really pivotal moment in my life yeah that was kind of i i forgot that that happened because i I mean i was 14 it was like fall uh 2009 which you know would have been your senior year but it was my freshman year and i remember being involved in peer counseling and it was fun i liked it so anybody that doesn't know peer counseling was this program within the west Seneca school district where high schoolers would be part of it and you would go to like the middle school and elementary school to talk i said elementary real weird there but just let it go and uh to talk to kids about like you know peer like you know trying to avoid peer pressure and stop them from doing drugs and uh so it was always so this is a critical part of it it was um because we never said like don't right because it was purely um informational and like in the point where it's like these are the effects of things yeah and um and this is where it takes some people. Right. Um, worst case scenario, this is what could happen. And that's, I mean, the focus was on that, but it was also on education. Because right. the, the director of it was always like, I know kids are going to drink. Yeah. I know you're going to go, or even if you wait. It was realistic. Yeah. It was very realistic. And, um, but I just wanted to like jump in with that. Yeah, yeah. It was Good like, call. Good call. Yeah. Because that was the thing, because I did always kind of feel like a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> in there you know because like i was drinking i was smoking weed whatever which you weren't definitely weren't supposed to be to be part of it yeah but this is the poor don't listen yeah yeah, um, yeah. so but but it was like i liked the idea of it especially because like i was a kid who got bullied like hardcore not hardcore i shouldn't say that i wasn't like getting yeah. beat up or anything but i was harassed pretty hard yeah. uh in like middle school so to come by into me. high school as a as a what did you just say <laughs> i said by me <laughs> No, 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 no. No, I did. I used to, I used to harass you all the time. Did you? You were just like 
you were yeah but that was like target. friendly fire you know yeah I mean? of course no not like severe bullying yeah no i was actually like there were kids who like yeah. would actually like fuck with me and like make my day terrible that's, you know what i mean that's not good like you guys were like oh it's liam's brother lock his locker or something and i was like you guys you know <laughs> uh that was different uh there was one time when bob santiago literally put me in a headlock and just carried me down the hall when i was a freshman and uh brinker was like santiago put the freshman down and Bob was like, no, it's fine. He's my little brother. And he looked at me. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm cool. And he's like, all right, carry on. And just, I'm just in a headlock and just Bob's just carrying me on in the hallway. There you go. Um, but anyway, yeah. But the whole thing was then, you know, my freshman year when I joined that, which if uh, I is weird because like if I didn't have that, I don't know. Because like I didn't have like a ton of friends mm-hmm. going into like I had, my, I had my group, you know, but going into high school, it was cool because like yeah. I had my brother and his friends like you guys that were all seniors and you guys were in peer counseling. So I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to do this just to like be part of something and a way to like make friends and stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, they like, you know, cut it, tried to cut it out of the budget. Uh, that year and then I remember we all went to that that town meeting which is crazy to think about that like as a 14 year old I was in like a town like an actual like being part of like government local government kind of stuff which makes sense that I turned out the way that I did but yeah yeah but and I think that is also like something that's really cool is like the whole concept of politics and like especially local government you should be involved like it's your it's your whole life like it's like you said that was a place not just for um, what it did on paper, but also what it provided is a sense of community and connection. And that was also our defense against it, too, because that's why Liam and I joined. Right. We were like, we don't want to sit alone in the lunchroom because yeah. we feel like losers. Yeah. So and my, my sister was also in it and she was older. But um, we went and we were like, can we sit in here for lunch? And then we joined and we were four year peer counselors. And yeah. It was a huge pivotal thing in our lives. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like that's that, crazy. It's that is informed so much in my life. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is um, nuts to think about. But, I totally forgot peer counseling was even a thing, and it was not yeah. something I expected us to talk about. Right? Especially like right off the bat, it was like, right. "Yep, this this happened." So that's cool. That unlocked a good memory in my head. It is. It it <clears> was, and and like I said, more informative than I expected it to be. Yeah, just because of the way it was taught, the person who was involved, the people who were in the group community that it was and yeah it just even as like a conversation piece i've talked to people about it who have like worked in government and stuff like that and just interesting connections totally. have been made from it and i'm like wow you never know well i guess i'd like to retract my statement that i don't have a problem with the west Seneca police <laughs> <laughs> i changed that uh fuck those motherfuckers yeah, no, no, no. Um, the Twitter's funny, though. No, the Twitter is. But well, that's my thing. My thing is, like, you know. It's not worth $8.6 billion. Right. Million, sorry. For sure. But, my yeah, my <laughs> point being is that West Africa, like, there's not much to, you know, there's not much going on here. Uh, the This is a result of our police officers being bored. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. But, yeah, I agree with the sentiment. Anyway, yeah, the same thing, like, uh, with my group of, you know, my class in high school. Like, we were... I feel like, you know, we all got along pretty well. There wasn't super clicky. I feel like I got along with every, like, I feel, I remember sitting at, like, in lunch, like, sitting at a lunch table with, surrounded by people from, like, all different, like, there was, like, football players and, like, you know, kids in band and, like, you know, all kind of sitting together. So, um, that were just, like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just that kind of town. Like, everybody's just kind of, like, chilling you know yeah it's a it's a decent place yeah i did break up a few fights i i prevented a few fights from happening and uh some english teacher i don't remember her name 
Joba, Miss Joba, maybe I th- might have been her. No, fuck, I don't remember her name. Blonde lady, really nice. I, uh, I didn't actually have her, but she like witnessed me. Like Hurley. S- yes, it was Mrs. Hurley, and she, uh, she has witnessed me stop, like prevent a f- two, like two or three fights from happening, like throughout the year. And she was like, we got to give you like a peacekeeper award or something. She's like, I've watched you prevent fights from happening. And I'm just like, because it's just not worth it. Like, I understood that very early on was I was like, because I think I saw a fight like my freshman year happen. And it's like, dude, you get arrested and you get suspended. It's like, dude, like, and what are you fighting over? You know what I mean? Like something dumb. Like, yeah, it's so easy to just like let it go and walk by somebody, whatever. But that was like the height of like anything that I ever, you know, really there was no, yeah, I don't remember. I feel like most of the drama that there was, like, was stuff that, like, I was involved with that, like, I caused, like, for myself. You know, like, I faked my death one time as a joke. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no, that was my sophomore year, so it would have been right after you graduated. But yeah, it was a whole thing. I've told this story to a lot of people. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to make it a stand-up joke, but I did... Uh, yeah, I was like, I had missed first block, and uh, then this my buddy like texted me. He's like, we got this was like social media was just popping off. You know what I mean? So this is like 2010, and like, like this is getting to a point where everybody's just starting to be on social media. Like it wasn't new by any means, but Isn't like that weird. By yeah, the way. that we grew up during that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but continue. It is. It's super weird because it was like. Yeah, and social media was such a new thing, and it was just like like when I was in seventh or eighth grade, they had just made Facebook available to teenagers. Like it was before that, it was only college kids. Yeah. So like seventh eighth grade, they make it available for teenagers. And I remember making one and telling people about it. And people were like, "What is Facebook?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were, people were still on MySpace at this yes, time, and I, we were I just using AIM and yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but this time, this is now sophomore year. So a few years later, and like, this is now everybody had just started using Facebook and he was like, yo, can we put RIP Aiden on Facebook? <laughs> Cause he's like, he, I just want to see like how people, how many people will believe it. And like how many people will just like what people will say about you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like, and I don't know why he decided it was going to be me who did it, but I was like, that sounds funny. <laughs> let's do it and uh so i'd missed first block right so then i come in second block and it was in media production which is in the basement of the school so like i get by without anybody seeing me right yeah and he posts it and one person follows a few minutes later like posting who's not in our class and she was in my first block math class so it's like oh yeah well she knows that i wasn't there today yeah. You know, so of course she believes it. And it's like, oh my God. so she posted, we're laughing about it. You know, like even the teacher's laughing about it, you know, and then it just like, and then all of a sudden a bunch of people are posting it, you know, and like in a very, very short amount of time, it got out of hand and I'm getting like texts from like my cousins at other schools. Like Liam was going to ECC. Someone like had said something to him about it. Like, oh my God, got out of hand real quick. Yeah, wow. it was bad. Um, like a humble brag. Everyone in the entire city and world. No, yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. They all cared. <laughs> um, well, that's nice, though. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. But it also felt so fake. Like that girl, the girl who posted it first. Like she hate. She was so mean to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she was like, you know, fly high, baby boy. 
that kind of shit. Remember people would I say love that the all fly the high time. baby girl. That's the first thing I always say. Like R.I.P. <laughs> fly high baby girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the two thousand <laughs> if you went to high school in the two thousand tens, that was uh that was the go to message, yeah. But yeah, that was that was but that was like the most ra- and then like I filmed a rap music video at a party and got in trouble for that. Uh but other than that, I feel like I don't remember much too much going wrong. I feel like everybody got along it's pretty, pretty much well. It, yeah. yeah. Middle school, definitely a lot of drama. But there's so many hormones running around there, you know? Yeah. 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 Middle school. I did middle school at St. Martin's. Yeah. So oh, man. That was a lot. And I, I see that's something I never experienced because I was out of there before then. Yeah. And I think because we also had a class of like, what, 46? So like, and I think about this frequently where I'm like, that little microcosm of community feels like the entire world of course yeah especially when you're when something goes wrong it's like the end of the world yeah the end of the world but yeah. it's literally a group of like 46 11 and 12 year olds yeah and in south buffalo in south buffalo yeah on a street corner yeah it's not the world right but it feels like it is at the time of course but um yeah that was middle school i say that quite often is that i'm like when i was a little kid i thought south buffalo was the entire world yeah like and I'm sure that's how everybody feels about wherever they live when, you know, but we never went anywhere, you know, and it's like, we never left South Buffalo. Like I had my family, I remember my grandma lived in this house that we're in right now, which was 10 minutes from my house. And I remember it felt yeah. so far away. Yeah. Like I remember driving to my grandma's house and being like, this feels like it's taking forever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 10 minute drive yes. to West Seneca from South Buffalo. Yeah. 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 It's weird. And then, yeah, that's so weird. Mm-hmm things just expand as we as we grow and um yeah because i remember like 20 minutes felt like days yeah and then i like moved to london and i've like lived in all over the place gone all all over the place and it's like i remember the first time stepping out like on ground in europe and being like wow there's so much going on there's so many people this world is so fucking big yeah like it's it's insane when you perspective is insane we'll just totally yeah period on that i still have never gotten that i've never left north america um, really yeah i want to really badly but i'm poor um yeah it's not it's not the ideal uh time to travel yeah. you know what i i wish i would have just gone in college like if i was going to be in debt anyway you know i should have just gone and studied abroad but for whatever reason we're here now doing this you know so I don't like to like regret because you know you did a you did what you did at the time because you did yeah I and that's a know. big problem that I have I'm a person who like it's very hard for me not to like look in the past and be like fuck I wish I didn't do that I wish I I wish I did do that I wish I took advantage of that all these things because like and then I just find myself in this like miserable state of mind of like I can't, this is why I'm 27 still live in my parents' house and <laughs> if I did this differently if I did this differently it's like yeah but then that's actually something that I is like the hardest question I've ever had to ask myself was like with the amount of debt that I took on after college, it's like, would you, if you could go back though at 18 and decide not to go, would you not go? And it's like, I don't know because it's like, it's a, it's a heavy question. It is because those four years were like the best four years of my life. And that's when I like really found myself and like felt like it was the first time that I could be exactly who I wanted to be. You know, where I wasn't confined within 
the suburbs and like the the walls of my parents home where i was constantly trying to like meet their expectations you know yeah and uh which you can't put a price on exactly and people had told me that before i went to college like i remember my track my one track coach telling me she's like you know she, she went to brockport and she was like it was expensive i dormed there the whole time i was there i joined a sorority it was expensive i'm still in debt i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in debt until i'm like 50 but I loved it. I yeah. loved the experience. Would not change it. Fuck money. Like, yeah. just do what you want to do and you'll find your way. Um, and I was like, nice. Um, I still have insane, like, financial <laughs> worries and yeah. everything. But uh, but that really did inform me, too, where I was like, you know what? She's right. Like, if I just do what I want to do, then it'll find its Everything way. will figure itself out, yeah. Um, I'm a big believer yeah. in that. And I've said that on this podcast before, that put your faith in the universe and everything will work out, you know? Yeah. and Put uh, your faith in the universe and don't be a shithead. Yeah, put your yeah. faith... Well, so put your faith in the universe, but also put your faith in yourself hmm. to be able to be actionable about the things that you want to do. Because this is something that I always... Like, I'm, I'm a psychic medium, so... There it is. <laughs> the bomb's been dropped, everybody. So that's something that I always... Well, not always, because like certain conditions, and I know like you said you like want to talk about, I write horoscopes. Right. Love that shit. Um, monthly horoscopes, not like anything crazy. Uh, but That's what, I think, not to cut you off, but I think that is the biggest, because I definitely, there's a lot, I mean, I can now see demographics of this podcast, which is cool, which is, I think it's interesting, because when I first started it, it was mostly dudes that listen, and now it flipped, and it's mostly girls. Nice. So, but, you know, astrology is generally something that, you know, for the most part is like a woman enjoyed thing. Like it's very popular among women. And at least in my experience, what I've seen is like every girl I know is at least will hear about it. Yeah. You know, at least we'll keep an open mind about it. But like every dude I know is like, fuck that bro. Like it's fake. It's lame. It's dumb. It's like, whatever. And it's like, dude, just like, you don't even understand what we're talking about. Like, just listen for a second because yeah. I think a lot of people get turned away because it's like, oh, you're going to read a horoscope in a newspaper. It's going to tell you. It's going to predict the future. It's like, no, that's not what this is at all. It's like, that's what you, that's how it's been portrayed to you. Sure. It's like, but I think the idea of it being like this kind of thing, this minute under the surface thing, you know what I mean? Like with a monthly horoscope, you know, where like that makes more much more sense. It's like, hey, here's how things are moving in this in space right now, and here's how this energy is moving, and here's how it might affect what's going on from time to time. But you still have full like free will to control things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's what people don't understand about astrology. Yeah, and and that's that's almost like point one that I always make with people in any sort of reading. I'm like, first and foremost, like so if I'm doing a psychic reading, I say like, you know, uh, this, what's going to come up is the energy that is present at this time. And you have free will, you know, if you don't like it, you can change it. If you do like it, keep going and keep reflecting and keep understanding what's going on and knowing what you're doing. And just, it, it's just, it, it's to provide a sense of knowing or like a sense of flow um and that's always my goal is i say like before i do a reading i set an intention or before i write my horoscopes i set an intention and i said like for for the horoscopes for example i'll say like um all right so like i use i actually use uh tarot to do it that's my way i connect um i don't read i don't do like the planets and like all that stuff sure so i i'm 
also like an energy channeler, which I guess I needed to find that because what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so I uh, set an intention and then I pro- to do something to process some sort of energy and then I can process it and like write about it or speak about it. Um, how that all happens, I don't really have an explanation for. I just sure. know that I do and that. And that's where you need a little bit of faith, right? Yeah, and, and just to, it's also, to kind of go back to what you were saying about, like, guys versus girls, um, I think it's easier for women or the feminine to go into the right brain, which is the more, like, artistic, creative, emotions, emotional okay. regulation part of your brain, versus the analytical is the left side of the brain which is like more like A plus B equals C, you know? Right. It's, it's your math brain. It's your history facts, all inert kind of things. Sure. Um, which like, I feel like men's brains more lean towards that. Makes sense. And to, but to do energy work, to do psychic mediumship, to create art, you have to be in your right brain. Mm-hmm. So that's also a thing where it's like, well, artists are also a little bit more open-minded because they're able to go into that flow right much easier but like women naturally and inherently go into flow because that's a part of who they are like if you just think of like i don't want to get too much into like science but like you think about like the moon you think about like menstrual cycles like dude that is like the biggest like proof to me there is you know what i mean of like how like the like the idea of a month right is literally based on the moon Mm -hmm. And the fact that, yeah, like a menstrual cycle where a woman bleeds once a month, like once every time the moon goes around, you know, this happens. It's like how like that's something, you know. And also like I like women are incredible creatures. Big facts. uh, Also, like I think of like women are literally a portal to the spirit world. Absolutely. They bring souls through their body to this, like, earth plane. There's another thing. Yeah. And Yeah, I agree. Um, So when someone's like, well, maybe the stars also inform how your emotions and uh, actions could potentially uh, end up. It's like, well, yeah, because that makes sense. That already happens to me on a day-to-day basis. Right. You know? A thousand percent. I love that. Men, it's harder because it's like, it's not as inherent right I guess and that's the so like for me like as far as like my belief system goes right like when I was growing up right raised Catholic uh you know I got to a point like in my teenage years where I was like this is bullshit like this is none of this makes any sense there's so many plot holes in this story you know what I mean like there's so much like God is love but God is fear and God is controlling and all this like all and there's all these rules it's like none of this makes any sense you know we got to go there once a week and like give them money none of it is None of this makes sense, right? Yeah. And so I like I was like, all right, boom, atheism. No such thing. There's nothing going on. You die, you black it's black, that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and then I started eating mushrooms from time to time. And that's when I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, and having conversations like this where I was like, Have you done mushrooms before? I've never done mushrooms, but I've done other psychedelic okay. experience. I've had a shamanic experience. Like, I worked with right, a shaman. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like something I would like. It was pretty intense, yeah. yeah. It was... I well, Finish your thought, because that's okay. a whole other story. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, when the, when you take mushrooms, the first the one thing that I know that everybody has in common about when you take mushrooms is you have this realization that everything is connected. Mm. Like you just access this part of your brain that you've never accessed before, which it feels like a portal to the universe or like a little piece of what the universe is and you just feel this you can just feel energy moving you know what i mean and and the fact that mushrooms are something that like grow naturally out of the ground that it like is this connection to the universe and like there's this documentary on netflix about mushrooms and how they're a network and how Mm -hmm. like yeah all that shit so like all of it just like there's a lot of boxes being checked you know and the idea that uh, you know, we're all connected in one energy really became like this thing I started to think about, you know? So like, and the idea that astrology is all based on like things that are actually happening in the universe. You know what I mean? It's based on how the planets align to where we are, how we are placed in the universe in perspective of the universe itself and vice versa. You know what I mean? I also really like the idea of like, we exist in a universe and there's an entire universe within us as well. You know what I mean? Like it's all kind of like a Russian nesting doll of, of energy. Not Russia. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, yeah, you're right. We're, we are the microcosm of the macrocosm. Right. And, and it's also the idea that you were talking about, like with like um, spirituality with women, it's like, if God is, if we're going to put some sort of human factor to God, there's no way it's a man. Like, in at least how I view it. Because it's just yeah. like, the idea of like, because I believe, quote unquote God, I don't like the personification of God, right? Like, right. I like the idea of God as the universe, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. just, this is one energy that exists and we are all part of it and it's all part of us and, and, and all that. And the, I like, you know, almost like mother nature, as a reference, you know what I mean? Of like, there's just like the, this energy that exists is motherly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's care, care. And it's, and you know, as everything you said and like, yeah. And then when you scale it down to the idea of like birthing life and, um, you know, stuff that it's just like, Hey, to my fellow straight guy friends that are maybe not the creative types. It's like, just, I don't know, take some mushrooms and think about some shit. Yeah, and something you said earlier in that when you said mushrooms open you up to something you've never accessed before or experienced before. That's always kind of at the core of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Of psychedelics, you mean? Well, so anything in life is like, it's just like, I have not accessed this yet. Right, 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 right. So, and I think that's where people get tripped up on things because... um, or even like when I tell people I'm a psychic medium, they go, oh, you believe in that? I go, no, that's it's not a belief. It's something I have access to. Right. I do it. Yeah. It's not a belief. Right. It's it's as simple as me drinking this water. It's as real as me drinking this water. Like, I do it. Right. It's part of me. So, no, it's not a belief. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Whether you want to believe that or not, if you want to believe I'm not drinking this water, fine. But Yeah, yeah. but I am. <laughs> uh, so that's weird. So, but yeah, and, and I have, like, people try to get into arguments about it with me. They're like, well, there's proof that it doesn't exist. Right. And I'm like. And I don't, that's what I'm saying. What? It's like people who argue with me about Australia. It's like, what? Like, I understand the idea of the basis of it that, like, all religion, like, this, uh, 
distaste, I guess, maybe the word, for religion in general because of organized religion and the idea of like these belief systems that started that people then turned around to try to like control other people and tell them what to do based on what they believed in. You know what I mean? Like this is just like the idea of like spirituality and stuff is so like it's what it's not causing any harm to anybody else it's just something that i think is interesting and makes me feel like there's a purpose for being around here and dude like as someone who was who has identified as an atheist in my past how fucking boring you know (laughs) like oh yeah we're just here for nothing it's like then kill yourself now if you're gonna and why won't you're just gonna come back so right yeah i don't know i'm just uh also that like oh go ahead I'm just yeah no the people who are just like skeptics they feel the need to like argue and push against something that you believe in that has nothing to do with them like dude just fucking first of all just let people be if you want to have a conversation about it we can discuss it and I'll tell you why I think it's based in reality you know and uh but don't fucking say I'm not trying to push it on you at all this is just what I am and what I believe in fuck off that's all Um, I got to say about that and that's for anyone, I mean, and that's about anything in life, you know? It's like, if you are unsure or don't understand something, ask questions. And and I think that's always the biggest thing with just trying to gain access to something you've never accessed before. Mm-hmm. Just ask questions. Right. Someone's like, I, like, this is what informs me. How does it inform you? What What is the basis? Like, what do you, how do you connect with it? what does it tell you how does that change your perspective on things you know just like ask questions and you might gain access like you said to something you've never accessed thousand percent yeah and um but yeah i mean as i get older i ask more questions rather than trying to have fights or whatever with people totally i I, I this is something I've realized recently. Now you're a few years older than me, so that, you know maybe I'm on the trajectory just a little late, you know. But that is something because I'm a person who I have very strong political opinions, and I will get you know I have in my past you know gotten into very heated arguments with people over shit, and I don't really do that anymore. I've kind of especially through the pandemic when things got really like people got really heated about stuff, people got really sensitive about everything. Um, and like this notion that it was just people on the left is ridiculous. Cause it's like, we saw just how sensitive everybody on the right was at the same time. Uh, and so like, you know, I, I learned a lot from that, that it's like, oh, okay, this is not how I want to be. And I'm not going to get anywhere being this confrontational and I'm just going to do, you know, what I can to just keep learning and understanding, right? Like that's all I want to do. And if somebody does want to have a discussion on that and learn and will ask questions and I'll have that discussion with them. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much good, you know? Uh, yeah. You have, so you have to be protective of your energy mm-hmm. and like, absolutely. Cause that's what happened is I just like mm-hmm. mentally was just like defeated. You know, I was just, my brain was just waving the white flag. Like, please just make this stop. Like I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And, uh, as we get, um, as we get better about our boundaries, that's when you start to, so like boundaries are how you protect your energy. And like, uh, this is what I can take. This is what I can't take. I'm getting and, real good at that lately. Yeah. And it, it's so important. And like, I, I always tell people, I'm like, the more you know yourself, the easier it is to be around other people because you can separate what is theirs and what is yours. And you can separate someone else's like projections onto you. Yeah. And like, that was a big one for me. 
So like I find this even in like in my like in my relationships and with friends, it's like someone will start saying like, "You do this," and I don't like because you do this and you said this, and I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't do that," because I know what where I'm coming from. So I'm gonna turn this back on to you. Why are you projecting that onto me? Right. Because, and that's not from like an arrogant or like narcissistic place. It's like, I just. Because it can be. That's the whole thing. It definitely can can be. be. Yeah. And some people um, have that false, uh, like they have this false perspective or false um, projection to people, to the world that they're like more confident than they actually are. Or, and it's a defensive versus like when you have boundaries and you're exercising your boundaries you're saying no i actually i know where i'm coming from and what you are dealing with is an unresolved trauma or an unresolved emotion that's just like coming through and you're trying to put it onto me yep because you're uncomfortable and that's okay totally and like but and i say this and it's like i say this to people i'm like in this moment like i'm not judging you i'm not trying to change your opinion i'm not like, I just want to find understanding. Right. And allowing that person to be vulnerable. And then like, which the is where you get growth. People like, <sighs> yeah. And then they're like, oh my God. And then the real stuff comes out. Right. And it's, and I mean, I have a psychology background. I've been energy reading and psychic reading for eight years. So like. You got the I'm, accolades. Yeah. Like I've, it's, it's easier for me to do that. Totally. Um, Cause I've been doing it for I'm so long. I'm working on it. Yeah. Which like everyone has to start somewhere and it's like. And if, if, if your starting point, if you want to find a starting point, just ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then also go to therapy. Everyone go to therapy. <laughs> I say it every week. Like, because the, again, the better you know yourself, the less you are triggered by other people. Absolutely. So that was like the protect your energy thing because growing, like for my whole life, my biggest thing, and I've been very open about this. If anybody is close to me, they know this, that like my biggest thing was I always cared so much about what everybody thought of me. You know, mm-hmm. I just cared about everybody's opinions to me so much. And especially as we were talking about earlier in the era that we grew up in, where like we grew up when social media became popular and we didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. And we didn't know how to react to it. And we're just putting everything online and just putting ourselves out there to be judged at all times. Yeah. I had um, a little side tangent, but I had uh, my friend Julie came on who is a social worker. I had her on last season and uh, she was talking about how there's research done for like the younger generation now about like their mental health due to social media mm-hmm. and like, the results were like surprising is that it doesn't really affect them all that much. Yeah. And it's because of what my theory at least is be, like, I was so taken back by that. I was like, how, but like when they were born into a world where it had already, it already was established and it already mm-hmm. existed. And like, so they like figured out how to navigate it from a super early age where like for us, like it kind of hit us in the face as teenagers, the worst fucking time to hit people. And, uh, yeah, you know, where we kind of knew what life was like without being exposed all the time. And then to have that, you know, where here's every, like just posting everything and constantly being judged. And, you know, that just, that I think that, and I was addicted to it. I loved it. I was such an anxious kid. And I just like, you know, came from, you know, being the second youngest of six boys, you know, it was like so much for me to try to 
fit in and I just wanted to be liked and I struggled because I was like kind of the different one, yeah. you know, where it was like all my brothers were like into sports and, and these kind of like more like macho e guys, not like totally, but like more than I was, you know, where I was like, I like writing and like playing songs and stuff. And they were like, you're gay. And I'm like, I don't think <laughs> I am, you know, um, but <laughs> fuck you. Uh, but yeah, trying to, you know, navigate all that was a lot. So like I spent so much time caring about what everybody thought of me. And like, once I came to that realization of that, like around late college I was like, wow. I was like, I really spent wasted so much time giving a shit what everybody thought of me, you know? And it was like, and now trying to like unlearn that and like really have faith in myself and in my energy and understanding that, that needs to be protected. And it's like, and if someone doesn't like me like knowing that I'm so well-intentioned and knowing that I'm providing care and love for the people around me, if someone decides that they don't like me, then it's like, all right, then I just don't fuck with that person, Yeah, you know? And it's like, and we're not meant to, you know, until they maybe, or until they figure their own shit out and realize, Hey, I had no reason not to like you. That was something I was projecting onto, you know, whatever. So, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot there. <laughs> This is how I am, man. I, <laughs> Not the, in a bad way, the, but well, I'm like, I'm like, there's so many good points that you're making that I want to comment on. That's what I mean yeah. by that. I uh, recently found out I have ADHD. Mm. Um, Me too. Shout out us. Shout Look out. Look at us. Um, yeah, shout out neurodivergency. I didn't know that was a thing. And uh, so many of my questions in life have been answered of like, why am I different? You know, and like, why do I think about things at a thousand miles a minute? and can't you know slow yeah. it down and so that all makes sense to that point um we also have this model of the world of how we're supposed to be um and i think so many people try to fit into this model that just does not make sense for them and we call it we want we need to call it something we this world loves labels um which i have my own thing about labels i'm like i'm very careful with words and labels and calling things and naming things because then we can get too attached to it, you know? Um, and I say this about, like, disorders, disease, like, sure. all different sorts of things. Because that also has an energetic component to it. Or even just, like, this could, I could talk about this forever. But um, to not, to be careful with the way we name things and to think about when I, I try to take a step back and look at things as, like, energy. So, like, if you have a hard time focusing you just, um, there's a solution, you know? You have to do more things that help you to feel comfortable, to feel in your body, to um, to do, fo like to focus. Like there's, I remember my friend's daughter, they thought, they said she had ADD and they immediately were like, we suggest the, the school psychologist or whoever said that she had ADD and she should go on Ritalin or Adderall or whatever yeah little girl in like kindergarten yeah it's no and my friend was like all right and then her daughter became like a zombie yeah of course and then um, especially she, in those early developmental years like Christ yeah. um which over prescribing medications is also something that we could talk about but that's, totally. that's a whole other story. I feel like most people are understand that one I mean yeah. in the age of where we're at right now with like an opioid crisis and everything like that is just you know the tip of the iceberg of yeah for how, sure how it is but um but to that point um my friend was like this isn't my daughter and i'm not going to keep her like this so um had her taken off the medication and then she talked to the teacher she's like you know she just needs a little more attention um 
what can you do? So she, they put a star sticker on her desk. If she started to do st something else, the teacher would point to the star and that was a sign to yeah. get her to refocus. That's all she needed. Yeah. She just needed some something to remind her that she had to, a task to attend to. So it's like, and, and I always tell this to people in readings and stuff too, where it's like, whatever your healing is, like healing is always possible. And like, Feeling good is always possible. And I think too many times people think they have a disease or a condition or whatever, and they get so attached to it. Yeah. And then it feels like there's no solution because it's like, I have this thing. And it's like, well, well, what are you doing to, um, like, what is your personality and how do you connect to the world or how do you not connect to the world? And what are you doing to heal your body, heal your mind? How is your diet? Like looking at everything in a really holistic perspective, which unfortunately like our medical model doesn't necessarily attend to. Because it's not profitable. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. But that's, again, that's a whole other thing <laughs> that we could get into. But um, yeah, I always say that to people because I'm like, like I have been very fortunate to come across like incredible healing mechanisms and modalities throughout my life where I'm like, oh, like someone presents a problem to me. I'm like, oh, have you ever done craniosacral? And they're like, no, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, well, that's a therapy that's done by a professional who's kind of an energy worker, but also a body worker. And they manipulate like your fascia and your energy field. And it rebalances your nervous system is what it does. So people who have like overactive nervous systems or don't feel, have a hard time focusing, sometimes it's just like recalibrating your nervous system. And there's different things you can try. You can do like acupuncture, you can do like, there's some Reiki and like so many other things that you can do to just support yourself to be your best self in this world that exists and has expectations, um, which you can choose to try to meet and like work with or not, you know? Right. And there's, there's always support to um, help you connect to whatever you need to connect to, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I saw a uh, TikTok recently about this guy was just talking about that everybody he, in his life that he knows that has ADHD is all of the ones that were the most like successful and like found like, peace in the way that they live are all working jobs that are like doing stuff that doesn't abide by a schedule. You know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. like, and that has been like the most helpful thing to them. So I thought that was interesting, but I mean, for me, you know, I work a nine to five job, so I have to be, yeah. you know, in focused in, in that time, which I struggled with, especially working from home was tough. So, um, I mean the things that I did, like I keep my phone down, like I work upstairs, keep my phone downstairs while I'm working. Cause my phone is like the biggest like trigger of like yeah. getting distracted. Um, and then meditation as well. Mm -hmm. What's, I mean, when you, when I remember when I, when I first started meditating, it was so hard. Cause it's like the, the idea of just like focusing on nothing, essentially like focusing internally and like trying to just like focus on one thing was just so difficult because I got so distracted so easily where like I'm doing stuff whether it's you know I do like a guided thing where it's telling me to focus on my breath and I'm trying to but it's so easy for my brain to just wander off you know yeah. but the more I did it when I was doing it every day it was like uh, eventually it was like so focused you know what I mean that like and I was That's in awesome. such a good spot yeah um, I should get back to that I think <laughs> You know, it's interesting too. Um, yoga was initially, this is what a friend told me. I don't know the validity of it, but she said yoga was actually initially developed 
um, as a movement meditation for boys who like could not sit still and meditate in stillness. So like Interesting. it put them into this like there was the physical body component which like you can't think while you're in these like strenuous poses and you're forced to focus on your breath and pay attention to your movement and like that is really good for people who have a hard time focusing or saying like I can't meditate. Of course you can. Again, there's always a solution. Right. So like maybe it's just like movement meditation right different types of meditations yeah um or even like and doing them like a lot like every like a daily like in a routine like not just like you do it you can't do it once and expect it to like go super well you know what i mean it's a skill that you have to develop yes which i think a lot of people don't realize yeah and also um recalibrating your nervous system to be able to accept that and move into those spaces Mm -hmm. which takes a a little bit it can take like a week two weeks three weeks whatever if it takes you two years at least you, you're doing it, you know, um, but you have to start. And yeah, there's always there's always a solution is like what I always come down to. I'm like, people are like, oh, I can't do this or like, this is my problem. And I'm like, well, let's look for the solutions because um, I think that sometimes we get a little too problem focused. This yeah. is my problem. This is my issue. And it's like, well, what's what's on the other side of that right what's that, the what what can you move towards instead yeah of move and away I, from? that's my been my biggest struggle lately is i'm trying to like not to use it as a scapegoat for everything but it, i'm in this point where like i just got like just got diagnosed with it and just realized that i had it so now it's sure. like now i'm thinking about every behavior that i do and i'm like oh my god that's why i do this that's why i do this like yeah. and just like but i'm also realizing like okay i can't just like say that and like accept it as that's how it is you know like i still have to it's it's a part of your journey and how you're learning yeah and um to even go back to like what you're saying before like even existing in this like state of like regret or like how, what could i have changed to get to a better place oh and it's yeah. like again like i reframe it as like what have i learned from this yeah and how can i do better the next time and like my belief and experience with working as an energy worker is that a lot of times our life is a pattern and we, it travels kind of like in a spiral. So like maybe like you're down here, lower vibration, like regret, guilt, um, don't feel good about yourself. You're down here and then you're like traveling and then you learn to like know yourself more. You learn about love. You learn about higher vibrational emotions, love acceptance forgiveness all those types of things and you encountered similar situations again in a different capacity and you have an opportunity to choose differently um and yeah that's instead because some people stop themselves in that spiral upward because it gets too hard or they are scared or they just don't know what to do next or they don't have the modalities or the practitioners to see to help them get through it i just did a reading for a guy this past weekend where he um was with someone for like 20 years and he went through a divorce so like i'm doing the reading and i'm like getting and then all of a sudden the energy just stopped like i was like when i'm feeling your energy there's a wall, there's a block, your energy is not moving. And he was like, well, and I'm like, you aren't living. 
you're living, but you're not living. You're not connected to your experience. You're not connected to your flow. Right. You're, you're just not... getting through the day. Yeah. And that's because he was constantly thinking about the past. And it's like, and he was worried that like even moving forward that the past would happen again. And I'm like, so, and we identified that and we gave a name to it. And I was like, you know, I feel I, your energy, his energy started to move again. He cried a little bit, was like, you know what? Yes. Like, I don't feel connected to my experience. I don't feel connected to my life. I, I am scared that I'm going to get hurt again. And I was like, yeah, understandably, right. you were in a relationship for half of your life. Yeah. And now there's another, there's another side to it. There's like, you have a whole other part of life to experience and you need to heal from that experience, that past experience in order to move forward because right now you're not letting yourself live Mm -hmm. because of fear because of regret because of guilt and it's and he was like yeah you're right and i'm like so i can like talk to your therapist you're seeing a therapist i'm like take this to your therapist and and that's what i've been finding a lot of stuff in my readings i'm like take this to another practitioner who can help you to further process yeah and to further support you that, that was the biggest thing I noticed when I first started going to therapy was the amount of times that I would say I should have mm-hmm. about things. And my therapist Don't shit on yourself. Right. My therapist would always stop me and be like, you, you shouldn't have. Because if you should have, then you would have. Like yeah. if the universe had set it up yeah. that you were supposed to do it this way, then it, you would have done it that way. But because it was done this way, then it was an opportunity for you to learn that next time that you, you know what I mean? Like we're all just, you, and that's what I mean about putting your faith in the universe is that like when things go wrong, like you just have the trust that the universe is showing you something yeah, and teaching you something about yourself that so is going like to full circle right. to the beginning, <laughs> the spiral mm. full, yeah. full circle. But yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, I don't know. I took, and put, I took you, and put your faith in yourself. Um, yes so like then that's what happens in readings where it's like put your faith in yourself put your faith in the universe but also put your faith in yourself right because it does require action on your part totally absolutely and that's the thing where people are like people get weird about astrology they're like well this is going to tell me what i have to do no because you always have free will right um sometimes in like in my astrology readings it's like um you have an incredible amount of energetic momentum to get something done, but it won't get done without your action. It's not going to fall into your lap. You're going to have to have conversations. You're going to have to move forward. It might mean like getting rid of something. It might be like traveling out of your comfort zone, but you are in, like in that time frame. you're incredibly supported for it to be successful, you know? And, but it requires action on your part. Totally. And, uh, so like the universe or your guides or angels or whatever you believe in that is like in your field, energy field that supports you, there is support there. And sometimes there's extra support and sometimes they pull back and are like, what are you going to do? Referring to it as a guide. I like that. Spirit guide, whatever, a guide. I don't know. Well, the universe, like how, like just for me, like how the universe being a guide Yeah. and, uh, because it is yeah yeah and then yeah you your free will like yeah just make the again making the right choices based on your best intentions of what you already know uh and everything will work out if it's supposed to i think you know yeah and even if it doesn't work out 
there's a lesson there. Right. And you can be like, okay, so what did I learn from this experience? And how can I move that forward with Mm me? And, and, but so many people get caught up in the regret, guilt, past, like, keep going, you know, like, just keep going and you'll figure it out. I had a friend once told me, uh, she was like, you know, whatever choice you make is the right choice because it's the choice you made. Right. You can't that, go back. Essentially, well, the same thing that my yeah. therapist was saying. Yeah, like if you should have made that choice, then you would have made that choice. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I love this shit, dude. This is like, I'm so happy you're here because this is like, this is my favorite type of episode to have of like these like conversations that are just like, you know, beneath the surface a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's my whole life is about depth and connection. Yes. Yeah, and so man. like, I'm, that's what I'm constantly seeking. Mm hmm. But, like, our world is, like, mostly about, like, superficial and, like, next best thing. And it's and so, like, so hard to navigate that. Um, and that's the thing that is, like, I think about it all the time. I'm like, God, I'm like, I wish some people were just down here with me where my thoughts are. You know what I mean? And, like, we can, because mm-hmm. connecting on it is the best, you know. Um, what's your, what is your sun sign? So, it's funny. Or that, is that, is that, like, go against whatever you're in or whatever? No, so, um, well, there's two two dominant schools of psych- or, uh, astrology. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because I know there's different... It's like the tropical and the sidereal, I believe, are the two. Okay. And um, the one, or if you want to be like Western Eastern, because there's gotcha. also like... Um, right, I do, I do know about that. Yeah, I've heard a little yeah. bit, yeah. So like in Western astrology, I'm a Leo. Okay. Um, I'm a well so in western astrology which is like the most commonly accepted yeah, here that's the, the only um, one I know about yeah. yeah is I'm a Leo sun uh, Taurus moon Capricorn rising interesting but in the other one I'm Cancer sun Aries moon Sagittarius rising so all of my signs are kind of on a cusp all my big three are on a cusp yeah and we're also so whatever sign is in your chart you're also affected by the opposite sign right because so check this out so my i'm a pisces sun mm-hmm. and i'm a virgo moon mm-hmm. which are literally opposites of each other yeah which like makes so much sense because i'm such an emotional fucking mess <laughs> and neurotic <laughs> yeah which is like virgo is yeah. super neurotic absolutely yeah um but yeah so it, for for me that's all 12 signs. Right. And I like said this to one of my teachers who's an astrologer and she was like, well, <clears throat> I've never heard of that. <laughs> I was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So I was like, what does that mean for me? And she's like, well, I guess your job is to think outside the box. And I was Seems like, quite vague. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I'm like, well, I, I mean, I write, a, I write yeah. horoscopes. I give psychic readings. Like yeah. I, can tune into all of the different signs pretty easily and she's like well yeah because you kind of are all of them at right so but that's what i think is funny about astrology because like people are like well what it and then i'm like well in my case i'm like a special case yeah because it but like for some people it stays the same right like their signs stay the same in each in so both schools if we've lost anybody listening right now um <laughs> which i'm sure we have uh the thing with the astrology like your signs and stuff so a lot of people at at like the very base you know like what 
your sun sign is. Your sun sign is like your main identifier, right? And so, you know, I would, I am a Pisces, right? So that is my sun sign. But, and that's the thing that people, again, going back to like what people don't understand about it is they're like, so everybody born in this month is the same person. It's like, no, no, not even close. It's because you have a whole natal chart, right? So it's like when you're, and what the natal chart represents is when you were born, at the time you were born, in the location you were born in, where the planets were basically like a straight line up from the location at the time you were born, how the planets were aligned in the sky and, and those planets determine the energy, right? How it determines that energy. That's where you need a little bit of faith. As I always say, like, that's like where it's like, you just got it. Like, that's what I believe in, right? Is that there's an energy moving and that where the planets are in the sky or anything that's moving in the universe shifts that energy. Yeah. So different planets are associated with different, attributes right so like venus is like the planet of like love yeah so there and there's different themes that run through each planet and setup uh but yeah so astrology can get really complicated totally and i know i i focus on my big three and call it a day because i can understand (laughs) that so the big three if you've ever heard that referenced is your sun sign your moon sign your rising sign so sun your identity Mm -hmm. moon is your emotions uh and then your rising sign is how people perceive you right yeah in the most yeah Foundationally, most basic terms. Yeah, foundationally, yeah. yes. Yeah. So as a Pisces, like in the most basic way I could say it quickly is like my Pisces son, right? Very emotional guy. Uh, my Virgo moon, as we said, very neurotic. Uh, and then I'm a Scorpio rising, which also, when I learned that, that's when I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because the Scorpio rising is like people perceive me as much more confident than I am when I'm really this kind of like, I'm like my true self, how I feel is like, I'm a very introverted, like to myself kind of guy. I'm very anxious, all these things, but I do have like this, like extroverted part of me that, you know, does seem very outgoing and likes going out and having fun and all these things. So like when you learn about your big three, look into your big three, I'm telling you, just keep an open mind and read about those things. It's it's super interesting, and I'd be surprised if you read all of it and was like, "Yeah, that's not me." Because it's easy to look at one one sun sign and go, "Yeah, but that can be anybody." You know, it's like, but once you start to look at all of them, mm-hmm. you're like, "No, no, no, this is this it, is me specifically." Yeah, it, it's super informing, and uh, I mean, oh god, what was I gonna say? Hmm. Oh yes. So some people also say like your sun sign is the superficial aspect of who you are like on the surface okay so like what you tend to how you learn your lessons essentially is like and how you like how you go through the world so like how you go through the world how you learn your lessons is as a pisces yeah and then what you're they say i've also read that like your rising sign is what you're moving towards so like how you in like more that as you mature because that makes a lot of sense as well and then moon sign i believe i've also read was who you were in a, your most recent past life Ooh, i like yo was. this is fucking me up <laughs> and this is why i love this shit because like you saying that like just thinking about like immediately like check some boxes for me i was like all that adds up for sure yeah so like your so to just like take your specifically your big three um a pisces is the emotional more 
So Pisces is also the end of the astrological right, calendar. Right, I know that as well, yeah. So it's like a culmination of all of the signs are exist in Pisces. So Pisces is also inherently very introspective. <laughs> and then Scorpio is like a sign of like expression. Mm-hmm. It's a very expressive sign. You meet a Scorpio, you can't, you usually know they're a Scorpio because they're like life of the party. Yeah. They're also like probably have some really good revenge stories. I've like, been described as the life of the party before, which I was surprised that someone described me that way. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe that's something you're moving towards. Uh, what was your moon? Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. So saying it that it's who you were in your past life makes so much sense because i am like naturally drawn to virgos i love mm-hmm. virgos and it's always because it's like i feel like i really understand who they are you know what I mean? like every time i yeah add, like your emotions and right right, right. that's true emotions. yeah but the idea of like that it would have been, been there right exactly yeah. dude yeah. wow that's cool see this shit's so fun stop hating on it <laughs> that's the whole point of me doing this is for my fellow boring straight white guys out there um it's fun all right and it's, I don't know. And I mean, maybe for me as like a creative person, I draw so much inspiration from it, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's also all different aspects of astrology. There's right. also like astro cartography, which is like, um, you have, it's also based on the time you were born. And then there's different lines where like that go across a map. So it's yeah. about maps and like where you find, there's actually like a, space where like you find most success in life is like between two of the lines i forget exactly what they are well, i'd be interested in that it's it's really interesting and like um if you figure out if i peaked yet <laughs> there's also but like i know some people who have like done it and moved to that space where they find are supposed to find success or like yeah. find the most life lessons. So this is like a map of like the world. Yeah, a map of the world. Ooh. So it's like a like it can be a line that goes across like the entire map. So it could be like from London down through like Brazil and like the maybe like the southernmost United States is like your line where you can pick Astro up place. cartography. That's what this is called. Yeah. yeah, and there's a damn. Can, that sounds sick. You can find a chart. I'll I'll send it to you. All right, cool. Um. It's really interesting, but I also just recently met a woman who uh, is a fantastic craniosacral therapist, and uh, she, I was asking her how she ended up in Buffalo, and she was like, astrocartography, and I was like, really? <laughs> you put a lot of faith in that, and uh, she's like, yeah, and um, but like, the connection we made, we're like, on the same page, like, it's insane, like, um, I don't know. I'm getting a little emotional right now because this is the my me putting my faith in the universe kind of thing. And like the fact that this conversation is happening around everything we've been talking about. And I have been recently, very recently, within the last month or so, been feeling like I am like, at least at this point in my life, I feel like I am over Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it here so yeah. much. I have no disdain for it at all. But there's part of me that's just like, I feel like I like hit a ceiling here of like where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, so like to say that, like the idea of like, you know, that this has been in the back of my mind and I've been pondering it. I've been thinking of places I like that I've been to. Like I love New York and I love Nashville. And, yeah. you know, and think about that. And now the idea of like this astrocartography comes up. That's like, this is where the universe might be 
say that you're supposed to go and it's just like fuck like at this time in my life when i'm thinking about that this is when this conversation happens you know what i mean yeah and i mean i've had those moments where like uh when i decided to move to london yeah i just like i knew that it was a place where i was going to experience a lot of growth same thing about new york yeah that's what i'm saying like new york I got a lot of friends that live in New York. My one friend, shout out John Greenan, my buddy John Greenan that lives in New York. I was talking to him about it, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, there's a low ceiling in Buffalo, and New York City is, like, the highest ceiling that exists. You know what I mean? And my thing is, like, I'm not talking about, like, permanently relocating, but at least for, like, a period of time just to, like, go learn about myself and grow and then come back to Buffalo with newfound perspective, which I'm sure you've experienced like crazy you know living in london living in a different part of the world so did you go london straight to new york so i went london for my uh, i studied abroad in london and then fell in love with it was supposed to go to school in new york rejected that offer applied to school in london for a master's did a master's there moved back to buffalo oh my god a, a bridge version this is going to sound insane but moved back to buffalo was working for a psychic medium. She ended up being like, this This might be worse, I lose some people, but she wasn't, she dabbled in some dark things and I was working for no, her. See, I like that shit. I think that's... Which I never believed in. Oh my God. Now no, I, there is the though, there story. is though, because, and, and the reason of like not believing in like a darker side of things, because we were just talking about off camera, we were just talking about uh, balance. You know what I mean? And that's the whole thing. That was my biggest thing with like the idea of like Catholicism is that the idea that God is like this all good, all loving. It's like, there's no way if there is this God, there's no way that this all loving, like there is both. So, I mean, they describe it as, you know, heaven and hell, God and the devil, whatever. But it's like, no, this is one entity that's very balanced between both good energy and bad energy. Or maybe it's two, like two gods on each end of the spectrum battling with each other. Maybe, I don't know. But I like the, I've always, cause it's like, how did, there has to be some reason for like the evils that exist in the world. Right. And so like that, that's where I like so it, to me what you just said makes perfect sense yeah so I'll, I guess I'll tell the full story um, so for the sake of time I'll try to keep it like sure shorter yeah spark notes but um, yeah so I started working for a psychic medium and I started to feel like really drained when I was around her at first it was great and then, I don't think anybody thinks that's too far-fetched. We've all been around people who drain our fucking energy. Yeah, and and then the concept of, like, energy vampires kept coming up in her classes. Mm. And I was like... You are one. Or you might be one. You are... Yeah, yeah, I was like, she's one. And yeah. then uh, I ended up having to, like, break ties with her. Okay. Which I actually, like, I, I contacted three people who I know are very intuitive. One being one of my previous teachers. Sure. And I was like, all right, so question for you. Don't overthink it. Gut reaction. Um, Do you think I should continue working with this person? All three of them said no. Right. They were like, and there was no reason not to. Like, it seemed really successful. She wanted, we were like uh, trying to get her onto like a reality TV show. She wanted me on as her producer. And it was like really promising. But everyone was like, no, I don't get a good feeling about it. And I'm like, neither do I. So I cut ties, and it was like a breakup. Like, I've never felt something so strong where I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because she was, like, pissed at me. Yeah. And... Shots of the ego a little bit? Yes, because, like... But what happened... So I'll, I'll say this. Like I said to her, I was like... 
because we she and i would read for each other and uh not to like toot my own horn but i'm very good and so is she this guy she was very good but um but i told her i was like you hold everything way too close to you and it's like that concept of like when you hold a butterfly like if you hold it too tightly you're gonna kill it gotcha so she would hold everything so tightly that she would ultimately always like it like it right do you think that's like in like a protective way that it's like putting up walls like that kind of concept yeah so like she had like a very traumatic upbringing that she did not heal ah well she's walking around trying to heal other people and i'm like mama Ah, you need to heal you yeah before you can go further in this yeah but she got mad at me because i said that right and i'm like i know i'm correct because i'm reading your energy yeah and it's not easy to reflect on that and to process really difficult trauma and especially as someone she's like a single mom and like so her independence and like doing her own thing her way is like was like huge for her so like to hear that like she's not doing something correctly is the way she perceived it was like a huge shot to her ego and she got really mad at me but i was like it's not it's not a judgment it's like you just you it's a read of what's going on yeah yeah like you're you're gonna destroy anything that you hold dear because it's too you you can't uh you don't leave room for um i don't i don't know how to explain it uh you don't leave she didn't leave room for a connection to happen right um it's a great way to put it yeah so yeah so anyway so it was like a breakup when we when i stopped working for her and like i would see her name and i would feel like fire in my body like my body would get super hot and like respond to it and i'm like i don't feel this way like we weren't dating like we weren't but it felt like a breakup yeah super weird and then so i went london back to buffalo worked for her for several months quit and um kind of like fell into like a depression because i was like i don't know what else to do i don't know what i'm supposed to do with my life just finished a master's degree and like was gonna go for a phd but didn't so it was like an iffy time for me and then maybe like six months later um my mom was at a psychic party at her friends and this she was talking to this psychic and different lady and um my mom always asks about her kids as moms do. And the lady was like, oh, your son's like super intuitive. And like, does he do this kind of work? Um, and she was like, yeah, he used to work for this woman. And she goes, oh, have your son call me. Whoa. And all right. my mom was like, what? And so she came home, told me, and I was like, I'm not getting involved with any more yeah, like yeah. psychics and like this is too much because right so like when you had this like poor experience with this person did it like put a bad taste in your mouth of the entire field yeah it did I can imagine and, uh, yeah and like I said earlier like that's my that's my whole life that's how I connect to this world is through connection and like being an empath and being a psychic medium and I had this like distaste for just the whole community and I like shut myself out from yeah. it yeah which was a point in my life where I, my spiral stopped, where I stopped living, I stopped connecting with who I am at my core because of a bad experience. So 
I can also talk about this and tell and work, help other people through it because I've been there. You know, right. totally. I know what it feels like, and I know what people were telling me at that time. And like my mentors were like, David, you're not, you're not living. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not living? I'm like doing things. I'm trying to make things happen, but energetically, I wasn't connecting with the world around me. I was just kind of going through the motions. You're like in this like gray space. Um, well, I was. So, um, but anyway, so I end up meeting with this woman because she like was persistent. She's like, hey, I'm not even going to charge you. Just like, please come see me for a energy healing. I just need to help you. And she like ended up on like. So she knew who. She knew this other was. woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went for a Reiki healing with her. And, uh, the whole time when like I was in a chair and had my eyes closed and she's just like rebalancing my system and I'm seeing the colors red and green. And then in like with my eyes closed, I see colors. Right, right, right. And uh, then afterwards she's like, yeah, you really need to, we're working a lot on your root chakra and your heart chakra, which the corresponding colors are red and green. And I was like, oh, this woman is like for real. Um, Cause like there's seven colors that I could see and she, or eight. And she got the two right, you yeah. know, where it was like, okay, this is valid. And then afterwards, she was like, how are you feeling? I was like, ah, eh, like, good. And then I started talking about this woman. Well, we started talking about her, and she was like, yeah, she's like, I've had to help a lot of people who have worked with her because she sucks the energy out of people and tries to manipulate them. And she's a narcissist, and she's a narcissist who also... And I told her, I was like, yeah, she also does like black magic and uh, which I never believed in. Right. I was like, okay, yeah, like you, you know, some witches and you do black (laughs) magic. Like she had mentioned it. And I told this woman, she was like, oh shit, really? She's like, I didn't know she was actually doing that stuff. And I was like, yes. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) What? Yeah. And then she's like, okay, honey, like stand up. Um, I'm going to put holy water on you. And I was like, what? And we just made like, the exact same thing. What's what's fuck? going on? And then so she just like put her, like put her hand like holy water on her hands, put it on my back, and what she was doing was removing a, bad energy a, or a something. Negative energetic sure. attachment, which like this is called the mouth of God, the back of your neck. Um, so so why is mine so fucked up? <laughs> but it's where you can take in energy and hold energy isn't at this point of your spine. Um, like right below the brain. And um, there's actually some cultures and communities where they actually keep their necks covered because they it's like a it's an entry point yeah, for yeah, energy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but so anyway, she does this. She puts her hands on the back of my neck and uh, just laid them there. And I was like, okay. And then I sat down and she's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I feel fine. And then I was like, oh my God, like, it felt like I had just had like a deep tissue massage. I was like, oh my God, my back is on fire right now. And she was like, yeah, I had to like rip off a bunch of like negative energy that this woman put on you. She's like, I used battery acid on your neck. Yeah, it wasn't holy water. It was actually acid. Uh, No, but like it was insane. And I was like, that made me a believer in. Yeah. Uh power of negativity right intentionally place negativity Mm -hmm. which even like we do that to ourselves totally we intentionally place negativity like i can't do this or i should have or whatever 
and that um like thoughts are energy and intention is energy if you put that in your body and tell yourself that it's gonna stay there you know it's gonna it's gonna be there what's funny is, is on that and you had mentioned something earlier about like naming things mm-hmm. putting a name to things and that was like one of the biggest things of advice i ever received was that you know the voice in my head that hates me that i always refer to it as of like giving it an actual name mm-hmm. to know and like that was there was nothing that helped me more like in my journey of growth than that of like <clears throat> and i talked about a few weeks ago on the pod about the idea of like you know the philosophical whatever it is about the I, the story of the good wolf and the bad wolf mm-hmm. you know like you feed the good wolf good yeah. th- you know kind of thing so falls into the same realm but like once i realized that that i was like oh my god there is this voice in my head that is like naming it and like picturing it as like an actual entity yeah. instead of just like random thoughts that come up it's like no there's that's one thing that is just of negative that's just like constantly tearing me down telling me i'm not good enough tell me i can't do these things that all you know stem from things that grew up when i grew up in my child and we were talking about that off camera as well yeah. as like you know growing up not feeling like i really fit in really well and like feeling different and like all these things and thinking that different was a bad thing you know it's like and once i could name all of that and cause was one thing that i could start to battle it you know yeah and it made it much more um uh a maintainable goal or achievable goal i guess yeah, yeah for sure and you can even like write letters to yeah that whatever i usually just name. tell them to go fuck itself but yeah, yeah you can whatever you need to do i'm a guy that's like when i'm panicking i go to the bathroom and i give myself a pep talk in the mirror that's like my go like i have like think of uh, splash some cold water in my face and be like bro fucking chill out like makes me think of uh the movie wanderlust when paul Rudd's yeah, yeah, in the yeah. mirror. i'm gonna put my dick in <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes 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 yeah. that's exactly what i do fuck yeah. yeah i'm a fuck yeah yeah i'm gonna put it up in your veg <laughs> and then the guy walks in he's like hey you all right he's like hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's me yeah, yeah absolutely perfect. that's but yeah i mean it's crazy how it all everything makes sense there's i feel like so many people like trap themselves into like this closed-mindedness, you know what I mean? Like, set yourselves free, man. Yeah, there's... A, Enjoy there's a life. Whole, there's a whole science to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there is tangible evidence of these things, like, existing, and it's like... Yeah. I go off... Like, the more than any other religion, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the whole basis of, like, religion and spirituality all came from, like, human beings trying to come to terms with their own mortality, right? Because we as human beings have these gigantic egos, you know, which some believe are because of the stone ape theory. If you've ever heard that, no. the stone ape theory, it's very funny. I admittedly heard about it on the Joe Rogan experience, uh, Hello. years ago, pre N word. Um, <laughs> uh, Yikes. no, but he, but it's, it's a legit like scientific theory. Uh, the stone ape theory that, um, some like species of cavemen along the way, like in the early points of evolution, uh, you know, the, uh, the rainforests, some with the rainforest had all like, um, you know, a bunch of it's things had shifted in the, in the world with the rainforest that caused mushrooms to grow, um, in like cow shit or something. And oh. these cavemen, you know, 
were trying trying things and eating them and seeing if they were edible because it's oh there's new food sources growing so they were eating these mushrooms and like by the handful and realizing that they could digest them and everything but it was also making them fucking trip balls and that is what like led to like the super like uh super fast process of evolution that humans went through because it's like we evolved extremely fast compared to every other species you know and like why did that happen and there this theory is that it was because of like cavemen eating psychedelic mushrooms like and causing them to evolve at a much faster rate because they were able to like connect with the universe and tap in it's almost like and i always said like psychedelics are like cheat codes you know what i mean oh for sure yeah it's like entering cheat codes into enter into entering like what's actually out there you know yeah and um uh in energy we call that uh downloads and upgrades like you're upgrading your yeah system on a molecular level thousand percent yeah creating connections where there previously weren't or like uh, yeah speaking of tripping balls (laughs) all right let's get into it (laughs) so i i DMT. Whoa! Um, Jealous. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I'm not going to say what I did, because it just... Anyway. Um, But it it was pretty powerful. And um, I was called to it. So, it was something like... And people had said, so that I was working at a place in New York that was a wellness uh, club, holistic wellness club. And one of the acupuncturists there was telling the girls, uh, some of the girls that I worked with, the girls, uh, about the shaman that he knew. And like, this guy was awesome. I loved him. And uh, he was like, the girls were interested in doing it. Um, they had like done mushrooms and like different stuff like that. And uh, they're like, but we've never done this. And they went, so three girls went to the Hamptons to do it, and they all had different experiences. The one girl had this really insane, like, whoa, I need to change my whole life. Um, I saw entities that are guiding me towards a deeper connection with this world and, like, health and wellness and, like, energy work. And she had, like, a really prolific experience. The other girl was, like, this like gorgeous model who was like, I just became light and love. And then she's like, I got there are streets over from the ocean. She's like, I just got naked and I went in the ocean and I became one with the earth. And I was like, of course you did. You fucking gorgeous, perfect human. And then, <laughs> uh, and then the third girl was like, I like that. You're telling this like, it's like a fable, you know, it's, <laughs> there were three people. Yeah. <laughs> one was a gorgeous model. Yeah. And, uh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> And then the third girl, it sounds fake, but it's real. And the third girl was like this very anxious, like uh, anxious, but with huge potential. Yeah. Um, screamed and cried the entire time. Sounds like um, me. <laughs> but whatever happens is what you need. And it's what's best for your own development and your own upgrade, mm-hmm. I guess, if you want to think of it that way. Going back to like the mushrooms and how yeah. you how you advance uh with cheat codes you know yeah um so this girl had to get rid of a lot of shit that she was holding on to and she would have nightmares after and like it was kind of hectic but like um now total 180 
total 180. She's like so at peace with herself. She's happy. She's living her best life. Um, she actually did it again a second time and had a way better experience. Totally different experience. She was like, I was on a beach. I met my spirit guide. My spirit guide was like, girl, what are you doing? You already have all the answers. And she was like, yeah. And then that was like, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, shit's fascinating. So drugs are cool. Some are cool. <laughs> well, the ones the ones that like exist naturally in our brains, yeah. like DMT or like you know mushrooms that grow out of the ground. Or, yeah, that's that's all I stick with. I'm not gonna do you know. Yeah, that's and that's then, what I've always said is like I just like doing stuff that grows out of the ground. You know? Yeah, and and there's a reason that it's there. Yeah, and that's what's like this the cool thing about like and there's medicinal factors to all of it. Yes, because the universe provides. Yes, and um, um. Anyway, so these girls did that, and I was like, I want to do this. Because I was like, I want to deepen my connection with um, being a psychic medium. And I was like, also, my goal was like, where does this come from? Yeah. Like, how can I, like... Who are we? Yeah, I'm like, who, I'm like why can I communicate with, like, people who have passed away? Why yeah. can I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, why can I, like, sit with someone and feel their feelings and, like, tell them the biggest obstacle in their life without them telling me anything. Like, I'm like, how does that happen? Right. And um, so that was my goal with it. And I remember coming back to Buffalo in between the time that I did it and learned about it. I was telling my parents about it. And my dad, like, doesn't even like CBD to be in the house. (laughs) Like, he's like, I don't know. uh, Like, this just sounds crazy. And they, they should have, they never should have done that. And those girls, they, I, they could have yeah. died. Rotted their brains. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm probably going to do it. And he was like, you shouldn't do wow. it. Wow. Telling your parents you're about to do psychedelics is a crazy move. Yeah. And, uh, but what's interesting is that like a couple weeks later when I was planning to go do it, I was going with a, another friend from work who had previous psychedelic experience and was an energy worker and cool check. Um, so my dad called me and he was like, I had a dream that I want to tell you about. And I'm like, okay. He's like, so in this dream, again, same dad who doesn't even like CBD in the house, uh, calls me and says he has this dream. He's like, so I was walking toward there. I saw a cave and there's smoke coming out of it. So I like walked up, I went into the cave and, um, I saw a bunch of like Indian men dancing around a fire smoking things and they were having an amazing time and he's like i just had this sense of peace and this i felt like i had to give a message to you that when you do this thing it's going to be incredibly healing for you and i was like okay and i got off the phone i was like my dad just told me to do like the world's most powerful like psychedelic drug and endorsed it endorsed it It was like because of a dream he had yeah girl go ahead and i was like i have to do this like they're like i felt so south buffalo irish catholic dad yes the south buffalo irish catholic dad in his 60s has probably never done drugs besides like weed when he was like 17 yeah my dad's never even smoked weed um but yeah like was like yeah go ahead go do it have fun be safe wear a condom like (laughs) and so i was like i have to do this there's something on the other side of this Okay. And, uh, oh my God, this is so long. But, um, like I said, I'm a talker. I love talking. I know, it's fine. Everything is going good. If people are still listening at this point, I mean, they know what they signed up for, you know? Right. So let's fucking get into it. Um, so then, yeah, so I go to the Hamptons. It's like this gorgeous 
place that the shaman, who's a former psychiatrist, um, and he like worked with a mentor and like learned about this and uh, the offers different services, um, psychedelic services, and then uh, so we're on this like gorgeous, basically like horse farm that's a couple streets over from the beach in the Hamptons, and uh, we're under this tree, which like the one root comes out of it and it looks like ganesha um like the indian goddess okay and I've, I've heard of she is like associated with this one medicine um so it's just kind of crazy he's like yeah ganesha is like growing out of the tree that we do the shamanic experience under and i'm like okay cool that's nice <laughs> um like whatever uh so my friend goes first and she's like, well, I'm more experienced. And they're like, have you ever done anything? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I smoked weed once in high school. Yeah. No, I <laughs> waited until I went to Amsterdam to smoke weed. Actually. Really? Yeah. I was like, I need to do it where it's legal. And then. You uh, fucking nerd. Right. And, but here I am doing this. And then my friend, <laughs> my friend goes and like, I thought she died. Like she was like flailing on the ground yeah. like making like these crazy noises and i was just like so this is before this is you haven't done it i yet. haven't done it yet <laughs> and you're watching this she's just flailing on the ground right. like squealing and you're like i definitely don't want to do this um no okay so there was a the shaman his assist his assistant and a psychic medium energy channeler who were there energy channeler comes over to me he's like so whatever's happening to her is whatever's meant to happen to her. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. And I respect that. And he's like, are you nervous? And I was like, of course I'm nervous. <laughs> um, that's kind of unsettling. It literally looks like she's dying right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, but, and I go, but I know that's what she needs to go through and process to get to the other side of something. And I'm like, and I respect that. And I know, I've, and he was like, yes. And everyone's experience is different. So I was like, yeah, they're like, so you're ready to do it? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> so you like, you get on your hands and knees and, uh, well, you're on your knees and you're like holding this pipe and the shaman lights it for you. You say a, an intention prayer and you inhale and, oh wait, the best part was like when my friend did it, she's like on her hands and knees and you're, there's a blanket and she like inhales and then she goes, Whoa. <laughs> Falls backwards. <laughs> and I was and then starts flailing around. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like <gasps> Right. Uh, Terrifying. Yeah, so anyway, I'm on my hands like I'm on my knees like with yeah. the pipe and I inhale and I fall like fall backwards. Everything goes black. And I I saw like I don't remember this exact sequence, but this is how I remember it. Um I saw like a mandala, like an orange mandala of like this thing just like unfolding like it starts in the center and then it just like like a kaleidoscope okay um unfolding on itself and i was like what is going on like i remember i could hear my thoughts when this was happening sounds kind of sick um it was and then i remember um being in like an iridescent like blue tube which like i've seen things on tiktok when people like describe like a near-death experience it's always the iridescent blue tube, and I had never seen that before until I like saw TikTok. I don't even know what that means. It's like so. 
You're saying a lot of words that I'm like, I'm just kind of I know, I like, I don't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I'm also kind of dumb, so. <laughs> no, uh, so, you know, have you seen Thor? Yeah. You know, like, the Rainbow Bridge? Yeah. Where it's, like, that, like, iridescent, like, portal to um, their world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but okay. blue. That's Got basically it. what I was in. So I'm, like, traveling through a tube. Okay. And I was like, what? I'm, like, in a tube? I don't know what's going on. Um, but I'm, like, unconscious for this. Uh, and then I remember seeing, like, almost like an old TV, like, connection coming in. Yeah, a little um, staticky. It was a little staticky, and there were, like, people, and I could see ground. And I was like, what? What is that? And then all of a sudden, crystal clear comes in. I'm in a different place. Um, the first thing I saw was palm trees. So, like, I'm under a tree, and my physical body is under a tree in real life. But, like, whatever, wherever I went was palm Were trees. Were you in New York when this happened? The Hamptons. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, goddamn, hey. So, I was outside. And um, so, I Classic. saw palm trees. And I was like, what the fuck? Because it was, like, super HD, like, clearest, yeah. crispest, just, like, colors and imagery. And then I, like, looked forward. And there was, like, just the greenest grass I've ever seen in my life. And there was, like, hills and it was different from the place that I actually was, but it was also the same. Like it looked different, but it was the same layout. And then like the sky was green at the bottom, at the horizon, and then it went up to blue, up to purple, up to black. And it was all contained inside like a dome, like a clear dome. Oh, the flat earthers will love this episode. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, what is the? It was just like the most beautiful thing I had ever seen in yeah. my life. And I just like, I remember saying, I get it now. Um, because I was like, this is where everything comes from. And this is where everything goes to. And this exists at the same time as like our present reality. So that sounds extremely like just a much more like intense version of like my experience tripping on mushrooms. Yeah. Like tripping on mushrooms, you don't really see anything. You just kind of like sense things. You just feel things. Yeah. But like I came to kind of the same conclusion of like, yeah. yeah, like everything is connected. There's a balance to everything. This is where we came from. This is where we're going. These yeah. kinds of things. But it's like so hard to process it and put it into words and explain what's going through your brain because you've never tapped into this part of yourself before. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's yeah. Just, it's complete peace. Yeah, it's it's like amazing. complete feeling of connection and just like um, and then the next thing that happened was uh, I looked behind me and there was a guy sitting like cross-legged and I just knew him to be Jesus. And um, I mean, obviously like grew up Catholic, but like was, I've never been religious. Sure. And I've never really looked into it. And it was Jesus as he should be like, just like a Middle Eastern guy with like hair, like to his shoulders, yeah. beard, like in his, Early, not early 30s not a six-pack not sexy white jesus yeah um jewish guy in israel yeah but he was kind of hot uh nice. <laughs> but uh yeah i saw him and he like in intuitively i knew it was jesus right and he kind of gestured to me he was like yeah this is what exists and this is yeah. like this is this is the place and uh people i've ta told this story to people and like they've been like oh you like saw like the fifth dimension whereas like a different dimensional reality okay that's based in love 
So, and that's where like ascended masters reside, which is like people who have come to earth to teach us lessons and to further humanity in its development. Right. And what I was going to say is, do you think it's possible that Jesus or like Muhammad, these, these prophets that we know about were, were possibly these people that their messages were misinterpreted? Yes. So I do believe that they existed. Um, I do. And uh, I think that these people had messages and yes, people did have it misinterpreted and some people did it purposefully like the roman empire took less the bible and manipulated it for control and um so like the the messages got mixed up um on purpose so because they were like we can't tell people the secret to life because then like everyone will have access to what we have access to so they hid the message but like kept it for themselves So it's like the girls who get it, get it. And the girls who don't, don't. And the old timey version of that. So, (laughs) uh, but that's actually like one of my mentors who I I initially learned like tarot from, uh, which this sounds insane and made up, but until you, again, until you interact with something. Again, the people who have made it this far, like we've kept your interest this far. We might as well get a little crazier, you know? Yeah. So he interpreted the prophecy of the Bible and, uh, this gave me a totally different perspective on religion, especially growing up Catholic where it's like, I would previously, previously call myself a recovering Catholic. (laughs) Like like I'm still healing from growing up Catholic. Yeah. Um, so but what he he essentially said the same thing. Like, this is where I learned about that. He said the Roman Empire hid the messages through imagery and symbols. And um, it, he interpreted that prophecy to say how, what Jesus's teachings actually were. What the actual point of the Bible is, right. is to teach people how to elevate their consciousness and go from a reality that's dark to light so to improve to grow through into, a message of love as well right yes at the end of the day if we could only say one thing it would be love right because that's ultimately what we're moving towards and that's what like the fifth dimension is and people talk about like ascension and like all that stuff and it sounds insane but then once once you put it when you once you put the puzzle pieces together it just makes so much sense and you're I like, couldn't agree more uh, yeah. and I've talked about this on the podcast too that I always talk about the idea of leveling up like mm-hmm. I always like as I have like grown like there's always been like especially within the last few years of like you know there's the science behind like when you're 25 is when your brain fully develops. Right. So like within the, as I'm 27 now within the last two years, like the amount that like I've realized and like you have these like aha moments of like, Oh, that's what that is. You know what I mean? And that's what I consider leveling up. And then you go forward through life with that new elevation, you know? Yeah, and like, so I like, right, there we go. We're back to the spiral full circle. Um, no, but I like that idea yeah. of like, you know, the idea of like trying to reach nirvana, so to speak, you know, of like leveling up until you reach nirvana and get released into the universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, or the fifth dimension, whatever. I like to think that like death is probably like the uh, ending of 2001, a space odyssey. You ever see that movie? No. Highly recommended. If you want to, if you want a movie that you like Stanley Kubrick movie, right? Legendary director. 
uh, this is where my I'm switching gears here to my movie nerdness here, but Stanley Kubrick made this movie with no intention other than to make people feel something hmm. like there's really no like you interpret it how you want to. But he's like, I just wanted to create visuals on a screen yeah. that make you feel anything, yeah. you know, just like feel moved. So it's like but there's this whole clearly this whole underlying philosophy of like existence going yeah. on through the, the you know it's a movie about going to space before we even went to space the movie came out in 1961 um so and and the ending of the movie when he like reaches like almost i i don't remember exactly what it is but like kind of like he hits a black hole and like the visuals that happen on the screen are crazy and like the things that they're showing while he's going through it are nuts and like everything i've learned about life i'm like i think that's the closest visual adaptation we have to like what that's like you know yeah. what i mean yeah, and I mean, the visuals I saw when I took DMT were like, I was like, if this is where you go and you die, like, I can't wait. Right. I was like, kill me now. Yeah. Like, not really, but. Right. No, I um, feel that. Yeah. But I'm like, what? There's like, there's just this beautiful continuation of something different. Yeah. And like, and that's, that's something I took away from it too, is like, we continue on in a different form. Totally. And there are different places that different people go and like uh, even like with spirits some spirits stay earthbound right and then um, yeah some go into another life yeah and I, I truly believe like time is not even like linear as we experience it right so like what i mean by that is like like i could die today and wake up in 1400 right you know in a totally different life yeah Cause like, who's to say that that can't like, yeah, um, I agree. I think it would be pretty, um, narrow minded to think that everything is moving on one linear trajectory, especially yeah. with the idea that we know of like multiple unit, like the multiverse theory and like string yeah. theory and like those kinds of things. Like, I think it'd be pretty narrow, like to at least believe like some of the basis of, of everything that we've talked about today and then be like, but there's only one linear timeline. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's where it comes back to that spiral because it's like you keep experiencing things over and over again. Right. And I think and the that's, idea of history repeating itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we, like maybe I would go back back in time and know more. Right. And be able to improve on it. Yeah. I don't know. That's something I haven't I totally like, that. like grasped. Yeah. But. Well, I do. I mean, either way, like this whole idea of like, you know, afterlife and stuff like that, like. And I talked about it a little bit before, like, you know, where I have identified as an atheist at one point, like, and the idea of religion being or in spirituality, all things for us to like deal with our own mortality and stuff, which, you know, our mortality is tied just to like more of our ego, right? Where like you have the idea of like the body and mm -hmm. the soul and the connection of the two. And like, so that's part of like your body that's like scared of mortality because your body's going to go, you know? Yeah. Um, but either way, like even if no, all of it sounds crazy and none of it's real, at least it like, it's not harming anybody. It's a way to bring peace to like dealing with that mortality. You know what I mean? And I think that is a beautiful thing in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. And to create meaning and connection, like you said, it's like to, that's just like the most important. So this gets into another thing. Well, so I'll, I'll, I'll finish my little trip. Um, because then there's more. We might need a part two. We might. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do another one at another time because we're coming up on uh, hitting the two-hour marker. Yeah, because uh, 
anyway so yeah so I, I saw that and then i was back so i saw jesus and like he gestured for me to look around and i had 360 degree vision which confused the fuck out of me right because i was like what the f-? and then i like came i was back in my body like i saw my normal surroundings and i felt like high as fuck yeah and the shaman was like do you need more and i was like yes <laughs> like send me back to wherever i just was yeah which is different from where i am now feeling sick to my stomach right and uh he was like he's like all right so he brings the pipe over and he was like brought it up to my mouth and i was inhaling and he goes slow 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 anxiety oh no and then everything just faded to gray and i was just like in this like weird gray just like nothingness damn and i was like whoa this is different yeah. this isn't the same thing and i was like oh You're my stuck god in purgatory yeah. yeah it was weird i was like i was like oh my god i just died i was like i did this drug and i died i shouldn't <laughs> have done this and all the ang- anxious yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. came in yeah and i was just like it was me the shaman and my friend and the shaman's dog were like in this gray nothingness and we were just kind of like sounds like a music festival yeah (laughs) and or something uh, you would see at one and then we were um we were all going shh 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 like trying to like console each other sure in this nothingness and i was like this is weird i'm like i just broke the world i broke the universe i did it it's my fault and then i was like wait this doesn't make any sense. I can hear my own thoughts. That means I can get out of this. And um, so I came back into the sensation of like being in my body to, I said, exist. I was like, exist, exist, exist. And then I was back feeling my physical body. And um, and when I look back on it now, I'm like, did I die for a second? I don't really know. Um, but... I was back in my body and then I was like breathing like super deeply and kind of like helotropic breathing, if you know what that is. Um, it's it's a type of like spiritual breath work where you're doing deep breathing and it takes you into like altered consciousness states. Uh, you know, I've actually heard Russell Brand talk about that. Probably, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Because yeah. um, he got really deep into like kind of holistic He did, yeah. Healing. Through the pandemic, I actually listened to his podcasts mm-hmm. like a lot and uh learned a lot about what he had to say but then he just i don't know after a while he stopped talking about that and just got into how like dr fauci was trying to burn the world and stuff and i'm just like i don't want to listen to this fucking guy anymore yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i haven't listened to him since uh since i was in london i think so yeah i know he um he's gone down some interesting yeah he's like his full like full like trying to unveil government conspiracies and i'm like i liked when you would talk about spirituality and like holistic and like meditation and stuff he doesn't yeah i don't know so i stopped yeah. i fell off the russell brand train i really enjoyed that stuff that he did though yeah interesting interesting dude yeah um for sure um good and bad but hmm. uh where was i oh yeah, yeah yeah so i was back in my body and um breathing really deeply and um Breathwork is so important. I yeah. learned that in this that experience where I was like, wow, life is about how we breathe and 
I've learned so much about breath work since I mean, then. I know that through anxiety. That was like the first thing anybody ever told me. Like I experienced, started experiencing anxiety when I was like five, mm-hmm. five or six. I was having like actual like panic attacks. Um, and I remember that was like the first thing that I was taught to try was like, you know, trying to focus on your breathing, control your breath. Like, and that is like, I mean, that's gotten me out of so many anxiety attacks you know what i mean like yeah so. alternate nostril breathing is like the best thing i've ever experienced so for like, like plugging one up you're saying so you like plug one side of your nose inhale for like seven seconds like and then you hold it for seven yeah and you exhale through the other nostril for seven crazy i'll have to try that i'm always a uh I do, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, but usually in for six, hold for six, out for six. Yeah. But maybe six, six, six is a bad way to do that, but six, six, six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then all of a sudden a demon appears on your floor and you're like, wait, (laughs) now I'm even more anxious. Yeah. Um, That didn't help at all. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's how I make my ex actually. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Summoned a demon. Uh, So... Yeah, yeah. So it's like you plug your nose and then you switch nostrils to exhale. Right. And it does something with your left and right brain where it, it ah. balances the sides of your body and it calms your nervous system. I like that. I'll definitely um, give that a go. It's amazing. Um, actually, I learned about it from Hillary Clinton because that was like, shout out Hillary Clinton if you're listening. It's um, the first time and hopefully the last <laughs> time that Hillary Clinton gives a shout out on but, this podcast. <laughs> But that's how she dealt with stress. Yeah. That's that's one of the ways she deals with stress mm-hmm. is alternate nostril breathing. And I was like, that wait. That drone strikes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, trying to, um, yeah, uh, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate commander of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of us, some of us just like do breathing. Some of us try to like, I don't know. Uh, Hide our emails or, or something. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I like that we went for the same thing though. It's so good. it's good. Um, do you know, um, not to cut you off, but um, do you have any experience or know anything about ayahuasca? I've heard a lot yeah. about that. Yeah. I just hear, like, for some reason, comedians talk about it all the time. Like, comedians mm-hmm. are very much, Neil Brennan specifically, he's yeah. one of my favorite comics. And uh, he talks about doing, he does, he's done ayahuasca a bunch and, like, he's gotten mm-hmm. a bunch of people on it and everybody talks really highly of it. Have you ever done it? I've never done ayahuasca. Um, what I did was, like, supercharged ayahuasca. Okay. I'll just name it. It's called Bufo. Um, it's the literally it comes from a toad, so it's like licking. Oh the toad. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um, don't do it unless you're with a shaman. Right. And like, well, that's like. Yeah. That's what these guys said. Like, you wouldn't even think of doing it without a shaman. Yeah. Yeah, and because uh, it's 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 sacred medicine. It's sacred medicine right. is what it is. It's not to be fucked with. It's not a party drug. Yeah. Like, it's something that changes your system you know and uh, and it's to be respected um but uh yes ayahuasca because ayahuasca is like a a whole journey and i was turned off by ayahuasca because i was like you can shit your pants or like you throw up a bunch that's what i hear of the throwing up thing a lot yeah Yeah, and i like i'm not i hate throwing up like it's like i have a weird thing where like it's very throwing up for me is a very painful experience i have not like i literally have not thrown up in like six years yeah. Because I'm like very like make good at making sure I like do not get sick. Like yeah. so I, I don't drink a lot. Like that can like I just avoid 
because it is a very for some reason i got something fucking weird going on yeah some people just don't i mean no one i don't think right right, right. there's nobody that's like that up. was great but yeah. uh but I, I think there's it's throwing up. no, but for me it's literally like it is a extremely painful experience that I avoided at all costs. So. Yeah, so that turned me off to Aya because yeah. I was like, you know, like cool, but like I don't want to shit my pants, right? And I don't want to be in a trip for three hours. Yeah, so see, mushrooms is like a six-hour thing. Oh, really? Yeah, damn. So well, I mean, if you like eat, I mean, I usually eat like an eighth, so you yeah. could probably do less than that. But well, because you're. It's also like not like the first like the first and the last hour are pretty tame. Yeah. You know, and there's like, you know, a few hours in between that are pretty intense. Yeah. But at the same time, like mushrooms is not like you're not like in another world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you fully exist in yes. the world that we're living in. You just are like thinking about shit differently. You know, like I've, okay, t- I've done fair. mushrooms and I've that's like fair. gone out on Alan. Like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, because uh, like what I did, I was unconscious. Yeah. Right. For right, like a right. half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more intense. Yeah, so, but you don't purge. And I was like, yeah, I'll go do that. Yeah, that sounds. Don't want to shit my pants. Right. Um, So, but I've heard great things about ayahuasca and it it does similar things where it's, um, it, if I'm not mistaken, it's also DMT. That makes sense. Cause like Um, what I've heard about it, the way you described your DMT experience, I was like, this sounds a lot very similar to ayahuasca. Yeah, it's, it's similar, but different. Cause ayahuasca comes from a root and that's grandmother medicine okay um grandmother aya is like what or they call it the slang is like grandmother um versus bufo what is what do they call bufo i think it's more of like um i forget what it is i don't know um but yeah so that it's a different kind of medicine though is what it is essentially and uh, but you can get similar results um yeah, I remember Chelsea Handler did it on her show. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah. And uh, she was like, she's like, yeah, it, it, I mean, it changed her life. Yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, I remember like seeing, like calling my sister and being like, I just love you. Right. And like, she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and she yeah, was yeah. like, fuck you, bitch. Like, right. I'm, t- I'm just had this wonderful experience. And I'm trying to tell you I love you. And you're just like, not feeling my vibes. She was like, God damn it. She's like, my sister ruined it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, she... It, it's a it's it's cool it, it like you said it changes your perspective and mm-hmm. it um like i felt the most connected to life and love and like if you can feel connected to connection that's what it's it, there's no words for it right you're just like you're comp- in complete flow with the universe this sounds so cliche but like i just i was like life is beautiful yeah like we have- that's exactly dude if you do mushrooms and like are in peak trip and watch a sunset you yeah. are going to cry yeah guaranteed because it's like that's the exact experience you feel it's just like oh my god life is fucking amazing yeah. and that's why i mean when you like that's why they talk about microdosing mushrooms is like you know um uh, like therapeutic mm. uh medicine for people with depression and ptsd and anxiety and stuff like that so yeah um, um, and it totally makes sense because it does make you like just kind of like again back to the idea of like touching grass that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. but i don't that might have been in between while we were work fixing stuff oh, yeah. but um yeah but the idea of just like coming back down to earth and like getting like just connected and going through it and it's it's great yeah yeah and uh i know and, and i know like um some therapist. You remember the Horrigans from St. Martin's? Yeah. 
So um, Mariah is, well, Mariah and Karen, well, they're actually all social workers, but Mariah was working in Oregon and a girl that was a patient of hers had like severe trauma, did mushrooms once, came back and was like, I'm good. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? She's like, I did mushrooms. I just don't have feelings towards this thing anymore. I processed it. I cried and I don't feel connected to it anymore. And I'm good. And she's like, sick. Okay, yeah. Cool. I mean, that's, I was, Party. I was taking Lexapro every day for a year and it was great at first. You know what I mean? Like it was, cause I was at a point where I was like, I don't know what else to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm freaking yeah, out every day. Life feels hopeless. Yada, yada, yada. So I get on Lexapro and, uh, you know, my dosage goes up over time and, and it was great. Like I need absolutely needed it. And my therapist talks about, it. he's like, medication is a great like starting point when mm-hmm. you feel when you can't do other things because it's like Absolutely. he put, made this amazing analogy that he's like taking the anti-anxiety meds or whatever it is like helps clear the cobwebs mm-hmm. in the attic that is your brain yeah and he's like and now we can start sifting through the boxes to figure out how we got here you know yeah. what i mean and so like so it was great but then i started microdosing mushrooms instead and weeded myself off Lexapro and I've been like totally good. But the, my point was like, I skipped a part there where that Lexapro was great, but it got to a point where I felt just like numb, mm-hmm. you know, where it was like my entire emotional spectrum. Like sure. I didn't feel as sad all the time, but then yeah. I didn't feel happy either. Like I was just like existing yeah. and it was just like, I didn't like it at all, you know? And when like the depression would sneak its way through, it would hit really hard. And it was like, I don't want to do, I didn't want to do that, you know? So, um, yeah, I ended up weeding myself off of it at my doctor's orders. I didn't just, you know, like I called my doctor and was like, Hey, I want to do this. And he was like, totally, here's how to do it. Whatever. Weeded myself off, started microdosing mushrooms pretty regularly. And like, it's been great, you know? And then obviously, as we talked about before, like actually like taking action to like work on things. I go to therapy once a month, all these things. And yeah. Things yeah, are good. And doing things like this, like getting out of your comfort zone. And 1000%. Like, it is crazy yeah. going back to the point of the voice in my head that hates me, right? Because I wanted to start a podcast for so long because I love podcasts. I think they're incredible. But I see anybody put something on Twitter that's just like white guy, white straight white guys doing podcasts or like just like the meme of it right 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 exactly like just such the i'm just falling into the stereotype this meme of like starting a podcast whatever and like oh my god there's so many podcasts there's too many stuff starting them all this stuff and like so i would see that all the time and i'd be like oh okay i shouldn't start one you know what i mean and i'm like who the fuck are these people you know what i mean like i love listening to podcasts all day and I have like certain perspective on things and certain conversations I like having that I think some people might find interesting. And it turns out they do once I started it, you know what I mean? Like people like told me how much they love it and I've got people who listen every week and, um, you know, but yeah, having to get over that, that hump of, uh, of caring what people think and like getting outside of my comfort zone and then the reward of it, the reward of it is fantastic and you grow a little bit and go, Oh yeah. See what happens when you tell people to fuck off, you know, and like yeah. just do what you love, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it's so it's comp it, we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like go towards what's good. Right. And leave space. I always tell people, I'm like, give yourself more grace. Totally. Just give yourself more grace. Give yourself more space to like process things totally and to like don't be afraid to be wrong and like like i had this one professor 
um, who said, he was like a really prolific sociologist. And he was like, I know because I don't know. He's like, I'm not afraid to say I don't know. Thousand percent. Yeah. And that's why he became so good at what he did and so good at understanding people and just like society and like looking at bigger picture theory. Yeah. Go um, on. This is all going back to like us, like saying like, ask questions, you know what I mean? Always yes. ask questions always. And say they admit when you don't know stuff. And that was a big thing for me too, when I got there. Cause I think like people definitely have a perception of me that like, I'm a know-it-all and I reject that notion so much because it's like I don't claim to know everything it's like but the stuff I do know I'm gonna tell you that I know it and the stuff I don't I'll be the first to admit to tell you I don't know anything about that you know so it's like I'm gonna express my opinion about things that I know about you know and it's like yeah And, and even that comes back to like you said asking questions when someone expresses that to you ask them why right why why does it bother you that I'm knowledgeable or not even Maybe that was too, too aggressive. <laughs> so, like, to even start with, like, why do you feel that way, mm-hmm. or what? What about the way I'm expressing is making you think that way? Mm-hmm. Um, genuinely, no judgment, just why. And then maybe someone will say because you do this, and I'm like, and that's where I come back to like knowing yourself, right? And you can say, well, no, I'm not actually doing that. And these are the reasons I'm doing and saying the things that I'm doing and saying. And that's my, that's my foundation. And that's, those are my goals. And like, this is what I do. And then someone will be like, well, I didn't know that. Or (laughs) then you can kind of unpack what they're probably most likely projecting onto you. Right. Um, Oh, also, there's another really cool analogy um, that one of my mentors told me. It's like the concept of crabs in a bucket. So like he says like society is crabs in a bucket or even like elevating um, your consciousness or whatever uh, is like crabs in a bucket. There's always so like if one crab tries to get out, the other ones pull it down. Yeah. So none of them end up getting out of the bucket and they don't know that they just like they're like, no, you always get pulled back down to the collective. And uh, I just shared that recently with uh, Madeline Hall. Mm. Shout out Buffalo Food Slut, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, like she's great. Uh, but yeah, like because because she was telling me she's like dealing with haters is like so difficult. And I'm like, well, some people just hate because they don't want they don't know how to be supportive. They don't know how to see someone have success or they get jealous or they i don't know it's and that that's for anyone not this specific instance but like i think it's difficult for a lot of people to just like look for the good and like allow for the growth to happen because they want to see something perfect happen right or they don't they don't know what success looks like or yeah and no one allows that space and that grace for that person to develop, to do their own thing and learn from their mistakes. And, and we can even get into like cancel culture with this. For sure. Where like, I think sometimes people are a little too quick to judge. Absolutely. Certain I mean, things. specifically in Madeline's case, like I've seen people, like I know people who have like, you know, talk shit and like, you know, hate on her or whatever. And I don't say anything. 
but I'm like, but I know her. You know what I mean? I grew up with her. I know exactly how she is. You yeah. know what I mean? And I know that she's not a bad person. Right. You know? Um, and I think she got very popular very fast. And, um, you know, there are things that when you get to that level, open up the door for people to criticize you at a level that you've never experienced before. Right. Um, and you have to do some some PR and some brand awareness type of stuff that, like, when you have that level to, like, know that you know, being part of a community requires you to be a certain way and things like that. And yeah. And that all of that takes learning and not, you know, yeah. to, to get there. And I think, you know, and on the other side of it, like the, the people who shit on her and hate on her, it's like, well, one, I mean, these people probably have things going on in their own lives yeah. that, and, and you got to be the target that day. And two, it's easy to criticize and, you know, easy to call out. And, uh, it's easier to, call it out and shit on it than it is to say to pull somebody aside who's doing it and be like hey maybe you should try this you know what i mean or something like that right like you have to give people the opportunity to grow and learn and 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 try you know yeah and especially like again that conversation about social media it's like we don't know how to properly use social media exactly yeah no one does right and like and that's why i've i've resorted to just like treating all of it like a joke yeah Cause it's like, it might as well be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, enjoy what we have and like leave room for growth and like ask questions. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so simple. Like, I don't know. Like everyone needs to go to therapy. Everyone needs to ask more questions. Everyone needs to get to know themselves Yeah, and like understand and understand the difference between like self and other and like not mix everything together mm-hmm. and i don't know i think it's it's more simple than we absolutely to and i will say like going on the topic of cancel culture like i was fully a person that was like calling everybody out canceling people like you know getting on board with all of it fully yeah and but when i think back on it it's like oh that was a time in my life when i fucking hated myself and i didn't know who i was and yeah. i was just getting behind causes just to get behind them because I thought it was the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe for some of it, it was, you know, but, uh, and I think my, and my whole thing is when I look back, it's like, I, my head was always in the right place when I was doing it. You know what I mean? Like I think I go back on how I acted and like, especially like in political arguments with people when, you know, it's like, maybe I acted a little rash, maybe I, but it was like, but my heart was always in the right place, you know, like the idea of, canceling somebody you know it's a it's a knee-jerk reaction whatever um but like where it it comes from is like a true a real place that's like somebody was hurt here you know and it's like but you know we need the flip side of that coin of we need to have growth and and things like that like dude anybody that's going through people's like old tweets to like find shit like fuck off like there is like that is that drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, cause it's just like, dude, like anybody can, have, could have grown since then anybody. And, and it's going to be getting to a point, you know, like right now, again, going to a point back to, we grew up with this. I go on my Facebook every day yeah. to go through the memories and see in 2009, what 14 year old Aiden was posting. And it's right. like, so like some of it was like, I should be canceled for this. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. I also was a teenager. I didn't know any better. And like, yeah. you know, like, I've learned a lot since then and I don't say those things anymore and like whatever like yeah you know yeah same and like the just the growth you can see when you're like 
who was that? Right. But then... Thank God I've gotten to this point. Thank God yeah. I don't act like that anymore. And, and you know, I think a lot of us, like, our journey is just kind of like... This is what's kind of like in my one mentor's books is like you come into this world with light and you at some point forget who you are i'm using air quotes um and then you go through this period of like darkness where like you experience trauma or forgetting of what your light is and what your purpose is and then if you're lucky you find your light again and then the rest of your life is using that light and continuing to elevate yourself um, and others. Because when you elevate yourself, you elevate others. And I think that's also like a huge lesson that I've learned is like, um, I think it's a Rumi quote where he says like, um, what, what is something? It's something like, I thought I was wise and I wanted, I wanted to change the world, but now I'm wise and I'm changing myself. Yeah. So it's like, and because of that, the world will change around you. Yes. So I don't know if that's the quote, but that seems like a good way to essentially yes. Yeah. That if you elevate yourself, you elevate yeah. everything yeah. else. And I can, I mean, firsthand experience. I know that's true. You yeah. know what I mean? The idea, of like, going to going to college and being when I talked about how that was the first time that I felt like I could be myself because I got out of my home, yeah, where I didn't feel like I had to live up to certain standards for people's approval, and I could just be fully myself found my light again if you will you know what yes. i mean like that yes. and then came back to this to this place again and darkness came again spiraled around mm -hmm. and then uh you know had to work to find that light again and then and every time i do i get back to that point it it you can tell that it like when you elevate yourself it does elevate the world around you it's amazing yeah yeah and then you find ways to continue to do it right you know and sometimes things are temporary sometimes things like I don't know. That's also something I've learned. It's like you can do things temporarily and like then walk away from it. Totally. Or like um, even at good, bad, indifferent, mm -hmm. like uh, you can just continue to change and develop and grow. And like we're not set in this like you have to like go to college, get a job, right. get benefit. Like, you know, like yeah. you can. Uh, there's so many different ways to do things. And actually you got me at an interesting time, like, uh, I had like a craniosacral session yesterday, which is like rebalancing my nervous system. Then today I had acupuncture and a theta healing session, which theta healing is essentially, um, a practitioner goes into a theta brainwave state, which is like a deep meditative state. And it's also kind of like where like psychic energy is as well. Um, well, the brainwave that you use to process psychic energy um and it's basically like psychic counseling they like go into this like trance and they talk to you about what's in your energy field and stuff that's a very basic version of it sure but i was talking to my practitioner today and um i was thinking about going to school again and i was like it just it just doesn't feel right anymore and i was talking to her about it and she's like well you need school if you think you need it. If you don't think you need it, you'll find a way to find success. Right. But if in but if there is even like an ounce in the back of your mind that is like this doesn't feel right. Well, no. So like okay, if there's even uh, actually no Aiden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, if there's like an ounce of like this um, conditioning or like acceptance of something that's not actually 
in alignment with your own thoughts and beliefs, it's not, you're still going to have that like residual, like, um, I don't know how to explain it. So like, if like, I'm like, I feel like it's out of my system. School is out of my system. Right. I feel like I don't need it. Sure. I convinced myself that I did because based on like socially and society and I gotcha. standards, yeah. like yeah. I have to do this in order to get this. Right. Um, and now I'm at this point. So maybe point. not that an ounce of it doesn't feel right, but an ounce that it doesn't feel necessary for what you think you need to achieve in life. Yeah. And it's like, if like, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Cause like, it just doesn't connect with me. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me anymore. I can do what I want to do now. Right. Thousand percent. And I can make I it happen now. Could I do that? Yeah. Do I need to? No. And, and that's, um, kind of like that in itself is also energy work because we attract the experiences that align with where we are and how we think and how we believe and how we feel. And I'm like, I don't feel connected to this. Mm -hmm. So why go do it? Um, I'll figure it out with the things that I actually do connect with. Um, and that's like totally opposite of the way that we're taught to be is like we're taught to exist in these structures we're taught to exist in right established patterns but who's to say like it's just kind of commonly accepted yeah it doesn't mean it's correct right i mean it might work for some people it works you know for some I mean? people and that's what course. i find working in my like corporate job nine to five i'm like sometimes i'm like how am i the only one that's like realizes this place is a scam you know what i mean that's yeah. like realizing all this is bullshit this is just not this is serving no purpose there's no reason for any of that like this is not fulfilling at all and i'm like how are all of these people just fine with this and i'm like well this is fine for a lot of yeah, people it worked. yeah and, and that's where it's like it is consistent with someone's beliefs right and it's consistent with someone's yeah. thoughts and behaviors yeah and, and that's the, the thing i realized i'm like oh maybe this job isn't bullshit maybe this job just isn't for me Yes. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is like, what do you connect to? Yeah. Um, because like you said, some people do connect to that. They want that kind of lifestyle. They believe they need that kind of right. lifestyle. And me hating them for it is that I'm jealous that they're happy in what they do. <laughs> well, it's just you connect differently. Yeah. And it's and that's what I always encourage people to do is to explore how you connect. And that's how you find meaning in life ultimately. Because like sometimes people sometimes people do some, I mean, sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do. It's right. not like a perfect world where we can just like, I can be like, I can, I don't know. There's bills to be paid and like, totally. Whatever. Yeah. Some and things the, we have to surrender yeah. to. Yes. And, but there is also, once you follow that connection, it all kind of goes into flow and yeah. makes sense. It may not always make sense and be perfect, but even within that is lessons for further connection and growth. I love that. So it's like it we go through I don't know, there's it ebbs and flows. Um yeah, cuz like I don't know, this woman that I just met, she like l lost her business. She had a successful business, lost it. Um moved to Buffalo. She's the one that did the astro cartography yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And now she's like meets me and I'm like bro, let's like fucking go. Like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. like some, there's no, uh, no mistake or coincidence happening. Yeah. There, yeah. And, and we had a conversation where she was like, I'm like at my wits end and I'm like, perfect. Like, let's be partners and like, let's 
get you out of that. Yeah. Let's get you out of that. And like, let's, let's do something about that. And like, here's resources that I have for you and you have resources for me and let's help each other. Beautiful. And like, we're here at this moment connecting not by accident, right? but because we connect yeah. and we have the same view and we can use that to not only help ourselves, but to help other people. And it's, it, it's weird. Cause like I can, you can have like a stagnancy for like six months, but because you're doing what you're connected to, like what she, she's like, I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do right? because I'm connected to it. Yeah. It's just finding continuing on until you find that connection that makes it worth it right exactly and those like mundane periods like you need that yes because or else the connections that you hit at the end is not going to feel as great you know what i mean like not everything can be like an orgasmic experience right thousand percent yeah but and that's all going back to the conversation about balance you know what i mean you mm -hmm. need the dark to see the light yeah yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll ebb and flow. Um, we have been talking for a long time. This might be the longest episode yet. So I'll say we should wrap this up and uh, we'll definitely do a part two because we can keep talking about this stuff for hours and I love oh, this yeah. shit. Um, I haven't even gotten to the uh, angel channeler that I met. All right, so. well, that, part we'll, two. We'll keep that in mind. The angel channeler we'll will talk be about part angels, two. Which I love it. Somehow exist. And I became a believer because I've experienced that all right well maybe you'll uh convert um, me into one but yeah no this was great um <laughs> i feel like i'm on the next but or what no yeah next where they're like so we've been on this date for like two <laughs> hours and 22 minutes dude and... i miss those old mtv shows right yeah but yeah um i mean anything to take away from this episode if you're still listening uh all the power to you of all the things that you just took in um be graceful with yourself was what I think was a really good, good point that we made or that you made. Um, yeah, you know, give yourself a little grace, um, put your faith in the universe and in yourself and lead with empathy on both sides of things. Um, you know, when someone does something bad or that you feel is bad, lead with empathy and try to help them get on the path, the good path, um, instead of just writing them off. Yeah. And to also explore what, connects you to life and ask questions and that's how you get there and ask questions um because if you feel resistance ask a question and then somehow there will be some sort of clarity you know love it so david thanks for coming on the i am your friend podcast we'll see you next time thanks aiden